engaged uh, in a struggle that means we sit down and do nothing. Uh, that there's a great deal of difference between non-resistance to evil and non-violent resistance. Uh, non-resistance leaves you in uh, leaves you in a state of stagnant passivity and deadened complacency, wherein non-violent resistance means that you do resist in a very strong and determined manner. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Ozone, live from Koreatown on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Happy King Day, brother. I am here with my brother, Terry Miller also known as the Chiefs organizer and loser of a game that they should have won. Classic example of misery loving, loving company. I'm uh, not miserable whatsoever. <laughs> I am the actually miserable, the miserable Raiders loving company. So happy. <laughs> I am I'm jubilant even on this King Day, brother. <laughs> you shall overcome. And I believe that you will. Got a lot to talk about today, folks. Got a whole lot to talk about today. Um, man, it's been a long week in sports. We have everything from the national championship game, where you heard it here first. We predicted that Clemson was going to win that game, and Clemson came back and beat the mighty roll tied Alabama Tigers. No, it's the Auburn Good call. Tigers. The roll tied, yeah. Uh, we, so we got Alabama out of the way. Now we got to deal with a wonderful uh, opening week of boxing for 2017 some great fights this weekend so oh, wow wow that james DeGale uh badu jack fight and in the undercard davis uh, with yeah with davis and versus pedraza want to break that down for you guys give you our opinions on that and obviously we got a lot to talk about in the world of the nfl playoffs uh big games this weekend True. Really, really big games. And there's some interesting stuff going on in the uh, in the NBA today. The NBA has like a quintuple header going on for Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is being highlighted by the Warriors versus the Cavs tonight. So, And we got some interesting information about uh, some local kids out here in California declaring for the draft uh, in the NFL at the last possible day. Got some good contributors coming up. We will get to you and get right into it right now. Let's figure out what's happening. We got a lot of callers, a lot of participation going on in the Ozone this week. Uh, Want to tell everybody, encourage you guys to call, leave a message, and leave us your input. Let us know what you think about us. You can call us. You can reach us at 424-254-9663. That's 424-254-ZONE. We also have a special guest coming in today, a, a, a renowned actor of the Southern Variety, Shares my namesake. Uh, Omar Dorsey's going to be in studio with us today to talk about his dirty birds. But let's jump right into it. Let's hear what a couple of the callers have to say and figure it out. What up, guys? It's Matt. Just wanted to reach out and give a shout-out to my boy, Icons, and ask him how the uh, Chiefs did last night. Because, uh, <laughs> as I recall, they lost. Boy, people love to see you lose, Icons. <laughs> it doesn't happen often. <laughs> That's all right. The Chiefs Nation. Who else we got on the line? Let's see. Hey, how you guys doing? This your boy, Dr. Drew. I just wanted to give my input real quick on the games that just went on this weekend. The Falcons and the Seahawks game. The Falcons have too many weapons, man. They couldn't stop none of them. There was just too many weapons, and everybody's hurt on Seattle. <laughs> So it was just all bad for them. But um, 
I'm just going to keep mine real short. I'm going to go ahead and move on to the Cowboys in Green Bay. That was a great game right there. Great game. That just shows that the rookies came in and they came to ball, basically to try to win the whole thing. I say if they could have gotten past Green Bay, they would have had a hard time against the Falcons, but it would have been a shootout. But overall, I think that the Cowboys can take it next year, for sure, for sure. They got three dominant players, three-piece chicken tenders. It's just going ham right now. You got Prescott, you got Elliott, and you got um, Des Bryant. They're just unstoppable. So I think next year the Cowboys got it. But this year I think the Falcons are going to take it. That's it. That was just the short input of the Dr. Drew theory. So, yeah. All right. Dr. Drew in the house. Strong feelings about the NFL this weekend. We hear you, Drew. Yeah, making moves, huh? Hey, what's up, guys? This is Barrett, a.k.a. B-Rod. And first and foremost, I would like to start with the moment of silence for my Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> okay. Total sadness over here. I wanted my Seahawks to go all the way. But with uh, Earl Thomas out, that was, a big, that was a big blow for our team. I was reading something saying that when he's not in the game, other teams average almost eight eight more points or something like that um, a game. So he was definitely a big game changer. Um, Deshaun Shedd got hurt in the game. Thomas Rawls couldn't get, you know, we couldn't get the run established with Thomas Rawls. Um, it was it was it was ugly, coyote ugly. I was in Portland watching the game with a whole bunch of other Seahawks fans with just total sadness on our on our face. But that's the only excuse that I have for the Seattle Seahawks. On the other hand, we have Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott on the Dallas Cowboys. I was more disappointed for them losing than my Seahawks losing. I definitely wanted them to win over Green Bay and they had it they're so close but they just couldn't close out. But their potential is not over yet. We still have next year. Alrighty. Some some really vibrant callers. Yeah. Keep them coming, folks. Call in anytime. A lot of people feeling sorry for the Cowboys. Good start to 2017, guys. Um, it was a really, really entertaining night. We had uh, two good fights. But I'll start with the main event, um, which was uh, James DeGale against Badu Jack. Hell of a fight. Two very, very good super middleweights. You know, they fought and beaten a couple of the same guys, um, most notably George Groves and Lucian Butte. Um Both solid pair of fighters. We knew we were going to get an entertaining fight with these two guys because they're very well matched, very evenly matched, you know, um, a lot of the same attributes. But going in, I honestly thought that James DeGale would have the edge and, you know, would be able to outbox Badu Jack because... Badu Jack, whilst he does everything well, you know, he, he's he's solid, he does everything well, but I, I've seen James DeGale since the Olympics, you know, when he won a gold medal, he had a really, really good amateur pedigree, and I figured he, with his flashy, silky skills that he's got, he might just be able to be a bit too cute for Badu Jack, but um, going in, you know, it kind of looked that way, it kind of looked like James DeGale was probably going to go the way I thought he was going to go, because... Um, in the first round, he, he scored a nice knockdown, a very quick knockdown. I think it was probably probably two and a half minutes into the first round. He knocked uh, Jack straight down with the left hand. And I thought, well, hang on, it's not going to be too long before he catches him again. 
this is going to go exactly the way I thought it would go because he's he's, he's very skillful, James DeGale, and he's probably going to catch him again, maybe maybe stop him late or just have a very, very comfortable night. But it turned out that <laughs> Badu Jack, strong as he is, such a strong guy, he just remained calm, composed, managed to get back into it in the second. And, you know, what it made me realize is that as I've seen in the past so many times with James DeGale, is that he's, he's, he's easy to hit. His defense is kind of ropey, and, um, you know, he he has this tendency to switch off in the middle rounds, which he's done so many times in the past, and it, it, it was clear again, because he did. He tended to switch off in the middle of the rounds. He seemed to be able to, you know, some kind of problem with the gum shield, and, you know, by round four, round five, he honestly looked like he was getting really, really tired. And switching off, and I honestly thought that Badu Jack came straight back into it. Whilst there was a lot of close rounds, and these guys were exchanging with really, really fast, hard combinations, and really standing and trading, I honestly thought that Badu Jack was the guy that was landing the cleaner shots through the middle rounds. Um, although DeGale threw some very eye-catching looping shots, which he, you know, you'll see from James DeGale quite a lot. You, if you watch the fight again, you'll see that Badu Jack caught a lot of those shots on the gloves. So whilst they might have been eye-catching and looked great from the back of the arena, you know, up in the nosebleed section. James? Well, hey, Julian, thanks for calling. Sounds like you were uh, kind of wordy. You had a lot to say. We appreciate your participation. Yeah, and I like your analysis of the fight, to be right. honest. You know, I have to say, I thought it was a great fight. I, I really thought it was a great fight. And how did you see the fight on the scoring? For anybody who doesn't know, the final scoring of the fight was a majority draw, but one judge had James DeGale ahead by two points. Uh, winning one fourteen to one twelve. How did you see the fight? I thought the gal had won. You thought he won? Yeah. Uh, simple simple reason was he was throwing combinations. I know that he looked a lot worse for the wear because of his skin tone. And you know what? It, that that there's a second part to his message, which in which he actually says. Oh, he addressed he, it. He says in, in and I think they pulled. The, you know, Plymouth Rock landed on him, brother. Mm -hmm. Is because what they did is they bamboozled him and they said if you look after the fight, you know, the gal looked all beat up. Now don't get it twisted. DeGale was beat up. Yes. DeGale, he he I mean, he he lost a tooth. He uh he 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 said he he said he busted his eardrum too. Matter of fact, I have a, a clip I want to play from there. But there's a um there's a there was a very interesting thing that happened. DeGale looked more lithe early and he looked very confident. He came out early, and even the announcers were talking about how Badu Jack always starts slow. Uh I think he took too much early. I think he took a lot to, to early. recover. That knockdown definitely helped him out a lot. Well, and you look at the final scores. I mean, it was 113-113, meaning that if it's not for that knockdown, DeGale wins 114-112 on all the cards. Right. A unanimous decision. And I tell you what, Badu Jack showed a lot of heart. What about – Badu Jack had terrible footwork. His footwork I, I, what, terrible. For somebody who fights alongside – a boxer who has some of the best footwork maybe that you've ever seen yes. in Floyd Mayweather, how do you allow him to have such bad footwork? His he footwork looked, looked terrible. He looked so bad early. He looked like he was uh, uh, totally off balance, like a, like a nice gust of wind could have knocked him over. Yeah, he he his footwork was completely he was completely off balance. He crossed his legs a lot. I was very surprised, especially someone coming from a Mayweather camp. You know, I didn't understand. I don't understand how that happens. I think that uh, I don't know, man. I was I was pretty surprised to be honest. That I was pretty surprised that Badu Jack had the stamina to stay had the stamina to stay uh, uh, in the fight because he took a lot of punishment early. I guess it kind of speaks to the lack of pop from 
the yeah, Gale. You can win a lot of fights without pop, though. I, I mean, that's Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, and and his fighting style. I think that one of the things that he did that might have hurt him was like uh, like your man was talking about on the recording was that he switched in the middle of the rounds and. The South, For no reason. Yeah, and the southpaw was working. Stay with it. Stay with it. it. It caused him a problem. I mean, the awkward punches that he was throwing, it looked terrible. He looked terrible. You know what? And that's probably the contribution to his bad footwork. Because I don't remember seeing him with that kind of footwork in the past. I thought I had given it to maybe he was had a concussion or something from the first round when maybe, he got caught. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I was saying maybe his footwork was bad just because he couldn't ever recover. You know, but he did show heart. He showed a lot. He both sh- of them. Both. And, and I tell you what, DeGale got put on his ass in the twelfth round. And he popped up and just start chunking him like, forget it. I, I'm gonna die out here, yeah, rather than give up my belt. It's very rare that you see that nowadays. The guys that go out there and fight with heart, super rare, and to the point where let's hear what uh, DeGale had to say after the fight. Enough to get it. I thought I'd done enough, but it was a knockdown. Oh, he bust my eardrum as well. I lost my teeth. Look, <sighs> mate, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Still pretty. Look, can you believe that? Lost my teeth. Bust my ear. I can't hear. I like him. This guy right here, he knows what he's doing. But at the end of the day, brother, it don't matter what I thought. No, it don't matter what I thought. At the end of the day, please don't disrespect me. At at the end of the day, I'm never going to disrespect you. You a man. You the man. Don't disrespect me. I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm a man as well. Man, I would never disrespect you. Okay. Our honest opinion is never disrespectful. No, cool. I still like you and appreciate you for what you did. And guess what? I want want to work with both of you guys. I want want you to be a part of it. He has to go up to light heavyweight. Okay, bro. He's too big for the weight. Okay, bro. He's too big for the weight. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. Y'all put on a hell of a did you think and you he, know, you see this situation with Floyd Mayweather jumping in the ring, giving his best Don King impersonation. Yeah, and that is disrespectful. It is because, disrespectful, because and I love how James DeGale handled it. Right, that. please don't disrespect, because that's his time to shine, and you're it's, taking it from come him. Come on, man. I just gave the performance of my life. And now you're popping in like, uh, you know, if you want the, the limelight, get back in the get ring. Get back in the ring. Lace them up. Chunk him. Chunk him. Lace him up, T. Lace him. And he don't want to lace him. <laughs> chunky soup. Get in there, chunky. He don't want to be chunky <laughs> no more. He's looking for the girls with the big old oops. <laughs> he don't want to be chunky. He don't want to get brain damage. That's, I ain't getting. <laughs> that's way too much contact for Floyd. And, and, and I've never guys, seen him fight a fight like that. Those guys took more punishment right there than, than Floyd that was ever willing to engage his entire career. Yeah. And I think that's why he was so hyped up, to be honest. Because yeah. you can't help but be excited when you watch Th- guys go was, out like that. That was a fight. That was a fight. And they boxed. Yeah. So it was, you know what I mean? That's a that's a complete fight there. And honestly, if Badu Jack's footwork wasn't so bad, he might have been able to get him out of there. Because, I agree. Because he wasn't throwing it from the hip. A lot of the punches that he threw was off balance. And when he caught him coming in a couple of times, you know, it, it looked like he could have really done something because he was ripping those uh, uppercuts right right down the middle. He could have got him out of there if he would have had some footwork together. Could have got him out of there. And now how did you feel? Now what do you think about that? What do you think about that next uh, that next potential opponent at that weight class? Well, obviously Floyd says that Badu's not going to be there. So he says he's going to go up. Now, for a guy who's a boxer, boxers aren't supposed to be the guys getting hit. Well, one of the reasons why he gets hit so much is because he won't live with the jab. Live with it. Unbelievable. It. It's a lost and art. And it worked. It worked. It was popping his neck. Popping you, Badu's neck you for the first that, four or five rounds. You pop that jab, you'll keep everybody honest. And then it was a straight left. It was very Pacquiao-esque, the straight left. That Caught him that, coming in. Uh-huh. That took him down mm-hmm. early. Right on the chin. Right on the chin. That reset button. Uh, yeah, it's a trip. Did you pay your electric bill? I, I'm sure. They sent me the pink <laughs> notice. I thought I still had time. Come on. I thought I had time. I got one more notice. Didn't have any time. I didn't have any time. That man came with my paperwork from PG&E in the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I think... I think that Badu Jack should stay at 168, to be honest. I don't think that um, maybe he had a hard time making the weight. I don't think that any of those guys in that condition 
or the fight that they put out want to see Andre Ward, no. uh, who was the 168 oh, no. you know, champ before he went to fight Kovalev. Yeah. God forbid Badu Jack go up and fight Sergey Kovalev. That, I'm that, telling that, you. That fight won't last four rounds. He can't beat Triple G. I don't think he could beat Triple G. I think if they if they set the weight to 165, he couldn't beat Triple G. No. We've seen a bunch of times Floyd tried to bait Triple G to go up. Uh, but and I don't after think after watching that, he might want to. Yeah, seriously. I don't think either one of those guys has worked for Triple G no. at that, that 168 there. Because he had more thump than both of them. Exactly. I know Badu Jack hit pretty hard. I can't front. He hit DeGale hard. Yeah, but he, he but does, his when, combina when, combination. When he had his footwork together. Yeah, and his combinations weren't together. This is a problem because this is what I have to give DeGall credit for. He was throwing combinations. DeGale. DeGale, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, but he was throwing combinations. Yeah, he and, and a lot of them. And, and I mean the whole fight, even when he was in trouble, there was a body shot that was devastating though that he that he caught that was like looked like a liver shot, and he ran the whole rest of the round. You brought you brought something great up when we were watching the fight, which was about the actual uh, was about the actual um, punch stats. Oh yeah, and I and I thought that the Showtime announcer did a good job in saying the Showtime announcer did a really good job in saying you know what. This was our interpretation of right. of what landed because that fight was really hard to call what landed, what didn't land. You know I, what I mean? I really don't think it was that hard to call if you watch the fight in detail because DeGale was throwing a lot of combinations. A lot of combinations. A lot a lot of com most, of, most, most of his punches, most of his series were, were combinations. He wasn't a one-punch fighter, especially in the beginning. He was one, 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 two, one, two, three. Badu Jack was plotting. Yeah, and Badu was plotting. He was plotting. He was plotting. He had a scheme. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then also, the other thing that I liked about, uh, about DeGale's performance was he wasn't scared to mix it up, even though I don't think that was his wisest decision, personally. But I think that in the fight, you get down to that point where you're going to have to mix it up. I think he did that too early. And then I think there was two or three rounds in the mid-rounds that he definitely lost, like that round when he caught the liver uh, mm -hmm. shot. This is this showed Badu Jack wasn't really super ready for prime time, in my opinion. Yeah, because he didn't know that he could have got he could have got him out of there. I don't I don't feel like he's an elite fighter, honestly. Yeah, I don't think so either. But who I do think is a uh, is, is has is on his way to being an elite fighter is the youngest champion in the world right now, which is Javante Davis, another Mayweather out of Mayweather's gym. He uh, he fought Jose Pedraza and knocked him out. It was a technically it was a uh, technical knockout, but he knocked him out. And that that Jose Pedraza, I thought I was actually he should be because I thought I was nervous because I met Javante in Vegas, really nice young man, very respectful guy, really nice guy. I'm really happy for him. Congrats, Javante. Uh, as we learned this weekend, we realized that we don't know who's listening. Uh, a couple of the LA Kings players were listening to our to our mm -hmm. podcast, which was awesome. We'll talk about uh, our adventures as LA Kings. A little puck. We'll talk a little puck, as they call it. Uh, yeah, but hey, talk a little puck. And so, uh, you know, but there's a there's an interesting thing about him that I was concerned with because he hadn't been late in the fights. And I thought Pedraza being the taller fighter and being a champion would sit out there, pop that jab. Which he should have. Late, which he showed a little bit of. But then he, he also seemed to want to be macho and show that he could get hit. For some reason, it was almost like he was throwing a fight low key, even though <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go that far because I think Javante put nobody. If you do throw a fight, I think you you don't want to get punished in it. And he punished him in that fight. 
that's unacceptable. For that, that guy is so much taller than him. He has the, to be at least five inches taller. And the four re- or five and inches. I taller. don't know how how much the reach was, but it was unforgivable for a fighter to fight and that's supposed to be a champion and to fight that style of fight against a little person. Not that being little that you can't overcome that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as a champion, I know that my punches are coming down on him, and I also know that me throwing a jab is the equalizer to make this guy extend himself to the point where he has to dive to come in, and when he comes in, I catch him with something hard. And this is like, you know, fundamentals of boxing. So the little guy, usually a good big man is going to beat a good little man. Yeah. But we saw that he wasn't necessarily the good big man. Yeah. There was points when he touched Javante Davis, who's a good four or five inches shorter than him, in a way that made him feel like and you superior. Could see, yeah, and you could see that he had the upper hand physically, but he just decided not to take advantage of it. He just decided that it wasn't time. I mean, the guy's a little dude. Oh, there he is. Oh, what's up, oh? Oh, Omar Dorsey just stepped in the building, folks. What y'all thinking? Let me get, let me go in decency and order, as they say in the church. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy King Day. Hallelujah. May the, door, may the doors of the church <laughs> yeah, well, be Come open. open. Yes. <laughs> we gonna bring you. We gonna take you to altar call in a minute. Just get, huh. But now that now that now that our special guest is here, folks. We're first. We're gonna we're gonna uh, let you know about this gear that I'm wearing right now. I have to say. These are the most comfortable sweats that I have ever put on in my life. And it's a new company called Grand AC who's tied in with the 5-4 Club. Now, did you know that just for $65 a month, you can get a box of clothes that's worth more than $200 a month? Really? Yes. The 5-4 Club, brother. 5-4club.com. You need to go check it out. I'm going to lace him up because it's a really easy promo code for you to remember. The promo code is Omar. Oh, easy. See that? They named it after you. There you go. You're going to go, and uh, and you'll get, you get money off your first two months, yeah. and you life is good. You, you get laced up. How much is it? $65 a month. 5-4 Club. Beautiful. 5-4 Club.com. Go check it out. You want to be fly, laced up, summer, spring, fall, and winter? Go to 5-4 Club.com. That's get your socks wardrobe and draws money. What? What? That's socks and draws money. Yes. Come on. This is this is, this is is Atlanta at the strip club buffet money. Exactly. That's and the now, buffet. Uh-huh. Hey, that's not the real. It's just the buffet. <laughs> 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 Ah, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a distinguished actor in our midst. I am very happy you came down. Thank you, brother. I'm glad both of y'all came through. Yes, right? sir. Hey, T, you can put on the headphones if you want to hear all of us. Is, it, is his hot, Ernie? Yeah, let's check it. Check it out, brother. Get in. But uh, but we were just speaking. We were just speaking. Now I ran into you at the airport the other day. We yeah. had a good time. It was good. It yeah. was like you would have thought Denzel and Sam Jackson was in there. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know each other? Yes. Huh. It was fellowship yeah. at the highest level. Exactly. It was, exactly. It, was it was black excellence, as Chilling my friend at the Andres Delta said. Club. Yeah. 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 Had a good time. Good time. Oh, yeah. Free booze and it was free nice. buffet. It was yeah. nice. And so and so what we have uh what we what you talked about then was how much you love your hometown. Now, where are you from, brother? That's Atlanta, greater. Georgia, be specific. I'm from Decatur, where it's greater. Oh, it might be greater later if them dirty birds can get to the ball. I don't even, man, you know what? And I was I was like when um, Green Bay won, I was like, well, we got one more game in the Dome. We That's got big. One more game. And I was like, I, I, I'm trying to finesse it. I'm going to try to see how my wife is going to feel about me going to. Last time I saw you, I was going to Atlanta. Sure work was. with the Falcons. I work with the Falcons. So I was like, I was going down there to do some promos or whatever. So I'm trying to see. Because I was there last weekend. So she might be like, I don't know. If she you may, you might that. not get that pass. She'd be like, you might, not, you might need a hall pass. Yeah, exactly. She said, you going to get a house down there? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you down there so much. Are we moving? 
Is that what's going on right now? Yeah. Well, you said, no, I'm moving. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that ain't going to work right. No, he won't, be, he like, won't be married we, for too long. Exactly. Nah, <laughs> if that's the happen. case. Yeah. Well, but what I'm going to say is, is let's break down. Let's jump right into that game. Because that game, to me, was an interesting game. Now, did you feel like, and now my brother Terry's been very high on the Falcons yeah, you told for me a that, long man. time. You told me that. Yeah, yeah. I told you that three yes. weeks ago. He's you been did. high on them. And, and I think he was right in the sense that, They've been able to fly under the radar. I love that. I it's love big. It. It's big. It takes the pressure off of Matt Ryan. It takes the pressure off of Matt Ryan. Like I think we're underdogs next week at home. We're really? Home, we're home underdogs. I'm, I'm sure of it. With the yes. Aaron Rodgers coming to town? No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Actually, we're we're, we're two and a half uh, favorites. Oh, okay. So we're two and a half favorites. But like, um, that's that, going to be a shootout. But but that's a that's, a, that's a home dog. If you that's three, a home dog. Three. If you get three, just for being at the crib. Yeah, you get you get plus three just for being. I mean, minus three just for being at the crib. Exactly. So yeah, I'm. Like I love it. Like Matt Ryan might mess around and win the MVP, but nobody's talking about us. Nobody's talking about you Beasley over there on defense. Beasley over there, man. I hope he gets he, better. He led the league in sacks yeah. this year, fifteen and a half. You he got Babano. Uh, we got Babano. We got uh, you know uh, Claiborne got hurt. I mean, but you know uh, we have. I Alf. think you guys have done well on injuries, to be honest. Yeah, we and have, I heard man. we heard all these fools talking about oh uh, Julio Jones might not come back. What do he need to come back in that game for? Yo, man, he didn't need to. Man, we were already up, and not only that, we you know Julio. He ain't played in like three weeks. He's been chilling. You know what I'm saying? And but and that's, that's hope. And, and, and the for whole people game. who don't know, in the world of professional athletes, three weeks to heal is like uh, recovering for two years for, for regular us. people. Yeah, yeah for exactly. Regular people. Yeah, exactly. So he hasn't. He hasn't. And so he played for the first half. He's. I think he, he's, he's still unbalancing that turf toe. So it's like, yo, man, we up. Turf toe is not going to leave though. And turf toe is a monster. Yeah, man. turf toe lasts had, forever. I never fooled with. I fooled with turf toe yeah. and turf toe lasts. Forever, forever, man. Like, he's playing yo, professional it, baseball, uh-huh. so he's he's and he's a speechster like Julio yeah, he's, Jones. And, so, and Devin Hester, and Devin Hester sat out a whole year his last year with the Falcons. He sat out the whole year because of turf toe. Dion sat out a whole year because of, Dion Sanders sat out a whole year because of turf toe. Yeah, it's turf real. It's the work of the devil in yeah, sports. It's Boy. right under that big toe. You're it like, is. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every time you put pressure on. But the problem is that they tried to double and triple team Julio. Everybody else is over. Julio, Everybody. get the stretch. <laughs> Styling, a while He living it up in the city. <laughs> he had to kiss himself. He's so pretty. Boy, I'm telling you, man. Like, and that's but the the difference is like this year. Well, last year when we started out six and zero, we had the running backs. Then Freeman got hurt. Yeah, Coleman yeah. got hurt. Yep, and then the bottom fell out. They're both healthy right now. So when you got it's it's crazy because you got Coleman. It looks looks like a it looks like a flanker. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But he's a yes. running back. Yes. He runs a 4-3. I was about to say, he can go. He can go. He gets open, man. So, And when we had both of them in the backfield, when Matt Ryan <laughs> took a touchdown to, 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 to uh, Coleman, like we had both of them in the backfield. Oh, man, he was and going crazy. And the defense was scared to death. They, they don't know what to do because we have all these. We have Julio. He's a monster. Then we Taylor got, Gabriel. We got Gabriel. Sanu. We got Sanu. We got Hardy. We got... We got um, Hooper as our uh, uh, tight end. I know. Like, it's a monster offense. Missing Jacob offense. Tammy. It is. Yes. And, and Jacob ain't been playing the whole year. We got, so we got Toy Lolo, and we, we got two Stanford um, tight ends. It's I tell Lolo dropped too many passes. But he's big, and he's just like a robot. He yeah. just runs like, but and he's, he, nice, and he's a hell of a blocker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. You got another offensive lineman on the field at that point, man. Now, I'm drowning in the sea of Falcons right now. It's a <laughs> lot of love. A lot of Falcon love going on Especially over here. Especially since the Chiefs got knocked out, so now I have to go well, completely yeah, we, Falcons. don't even go, go on that. He's a, he was, he was chasing. I you told know, you that, too. I, I know. We were... But, but I, and I think I told everybody, like, when um when, when the Steelers were, I think, 500 or one game below five, and I was like, they're going to the AFC Championship game. I told everybody that because I said, yo, we, went, we ain't seen the whole team healthy. 
like now you got Ben. You got you got the, you got the three killer beat. Something's you got wrong the, with Ben though. Well, he doesn't look right. But, but let's say let's stay game to game. Okay. 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 Because really, because really, I felt like Seattle had the right game plan coming into this game to actually win. They came out on the opening drive. They drove Russell Wilson did his thing, which he always does. He always does. And he took was it seven and a half minute drive for he the sure first did. drive. It was like okay, yeah. but they have the right game plan, but they don't have the right personnel to execute that game plan because they don't have the offensive line. They don't have an offensive line. That's what it is. And that running game is completely it, dead without Marshawn. There is no running. There is no. There's no running game. No I mean, there's no know, running like game. Rawls had uh, one sixty one the week before, and I was like, man, you know what? And he's I think, not that. Yeah, and then the week before that, I think he had like twelve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think he had like forty this week. Yeah, he's, so he's inconsistent. Like, yeah, and then you and then you have the other side, which is the defense that was beat up. Now you now it's coming out that Richard Sherman's been playing with a stretched MCL. MCL yeah. Whole, yeah, yeah. I mean, not that. I, who knows if he could stop Julio either way? But well, he never yeah. has stopped Julio. <laughs> yeah, I, I, from Julio. what I understand, Hell, nobody could, stopped Julio. He can't stop except Julio. For, Yo, he, he couldn't stop Roddy White. So you know he can't <laughs> yeah, stop Julio. Yeah, there you go. That's true. You know. There's so. a midget underneath the turf that's stopping Julio. And that's, <laughs> exactly. He's about the only one. That's the only one that's, <laughs> that's got a chance. Rubbing that him. big toe. They just Rubbing be sneaking it. on that toe. Yeah. Ah! Yep. And I swear by Julio, I think he's the best receiver and in the game. And this is this is. And I see, I'm going with. I mean, <laughs> I'm his, going with all day. Brown, I got to go yeah, with me now. I go with him because Julio is everything. He's a big man. He's, he's, big. Got, he's got crazy speed. He's got crazy hands. His separation Run. is. Unreal. Now he does drop a pass or two, and I'm gonna tell you what else he does. But so does Antonio. And I'm gonna stop it. You better stop cussing. No, 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 no. You mean, he dropped you what? He dropped one this. this he week. can't he just did. don't stop his touchdown moves, <laughs> <laughs> but he love it. Boy, I he love it. it. I like love Antonio hot. Brown. I he drop it like brands. He, he's from general. Miami, right? Uh, that dude, he yeah, is, yeah, he, he dra- did the show. Yeah, he, he was on the show. Yeah, he did. He did the pilot. So him you know, and Deshaun Jackson. He should. You're right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he'll drop it like it's hot in a second. Bro. <laughs> yeah. like, well, well, he's like me, a loop let me, dancer. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what else about about Antonio Brown. The reason that I got to go with him, and this is this is the crux of my argument. For one, because every year he pretty much leads the league in everything. Well, no, but, no, but, no, does. Yeah. but but for the last few years. Yeah. For two, he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. For three, he runs this, back this is, I, I, Why do you do that? Well, because he helps the team. And then okay. for four, since you added that, this is my biggest one. I need to see Julio Jones in the elements. What are Julio you talking about? Jones is Julio, getting a pass Julio right now. Julio just went up there and beat the Denver Broncos. He sure did. That's in, in Denver. And that's one game that he played that, in the elements. You said you wanted to see it. What, 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what do you want to do? He, he plays like, in Atlanta. So he doesn't even have to worry about elements right now. And he played against he's, not gonna, he's not going to have to play against elements. And this is the yeah. problem that I have, and I don't think it's a fair comparison. And Antonio Brown is still doing his thing. And Antonio Brown and, is two foot two, and he's a monster. And he's No, I'm not. I'm not but he's a monster because he's you, two foot two. I mean, you don't lead. Yeah, you don't. It's not like you're going to lose with either one of these dudes. No, no, no. There's no disrespect. But let me guy. tell you something. And he's, and, but Julio is quite humble. He's not a deep no, receiver, is. and he's yeah. not Odell in it. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's definitely not Odell. He ain't dropping no passes. Odell, he, yeah, he ain't dropping passes and hanging out on the yacht during the season. On the yacht with, 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 with a, a bunch of dudes. With well, a white beard and some Timberlands. With some jeans. What y'all doing on the boat in jeans? What's, that, what's happening over there? That's not fun. That's not fun. If I'm on the boat, I'm doing it Kyrie Irving style. I'm on the boat. All day, and come day. on, come on now. If I'm on, if I'm gonna be on the if boat, be on the boat. Let's do a Kyrie style. Let's do a Kyrie style. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Me and several babes. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm going on the boat mm-hmm. to the middle of paradise, which exactly. is the water. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. Yeah, man. But it's, but no. But with Julio, you have to double and triple teaming. You don't have to do that with Antonio Brown. Yeah, but at the same time, with the Steelers going now on an eight game winning streak, seven uh, eight game winning streak, are no joke. Man, I'm it's still over, it's over for the Steelers. Well, let's 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 move into the next game. That. I, I, I feel that. the same way. Let's move into the next game. Let's talk about 
Wah, 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 wah. Which is the Chiefs who the you've Chiefs. been touting their horn all year. To, to like a, who, who, who was full, full staffed. It's not like they have no excuse. They have no excuse. Alex Smith played a bad game. I've been Alex saying, Smith is a bad playoff quarterback. I don't, I don't agree with that because when he was with the 49ers, he was okay. No, because he had Harbaugh. No, it wasn't just Harbaugh. I tell you what, it was that one game when he played. Was that against the uh, the Saints? I believe, and he like yes, he murdered the Saints. But Kaepernick murdered the Saints. But Kaepernick came back in and he took it. But he's not a playoff quarterback to me. I don't he think that he's ball a, deep. I, honestly, he can't throw the ball deep. He just doesn't make good decisions. He breaks under pressure because Tyreek Hill was open. A he few was times. open a few times. And, 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 and you can't himself. miss him. And you can't. You, you gotta, can't miss you him. You have to see that. This is, That's this why he's out dance. there. Because he's black as hell. How you gonna miss him? In the snow. Look out there in the snow, looking like a flaming hot cheetah. Looking like a flame. I'm open. Flame on flame. That's a get out, get down. Tyreek Hill in the jump. Hey, <laughs> it's yeah. real. And he was opening. Alex Smith didn't see him. I got play. a lot of problems with the Chiefs. Let, I mean, let, let's let's, well, let's you just get this. Well, first and, you first and foremost, a... you can't score touchdowns and the other team score field goals and still, and, lose. And still lose. How exactly. This happen? is what I'm saying, though. This is how awesome their defense was. Yeah. Their, their defense did that thing. Because you, you let you let... You let Le'Veon Bell run for almost 200 I yards. I mean, he but, ran all And he didn't get in the end zone. It's like Le'Veon was doing algebra back there. He was, <laughs> he was sitting at the line looking, I'm going to cut this way. Oh, no, no. Yo. The probability of me getting tackled inside of 10 yards exactly. is 14%. I'll go right. Yo, when he did that one. But he couldn't get in the zone. Yo, I know. They kept, but they couldn't get in. And like when he threw the arm, when, when Big Ben threw that interception, it was a tip. And then Eric Berry was Eric Berry. Good gave God, you. you can't stop that dude. Nice hands. He's, T-bone. He, good, good. Yeah, you cannot stop Eric Berry, man. No, and I love him. He's from Atlanta too, man. So he's right. that dude. Yeah, he's man. Funny. He's an all-world safety, man. All-world. He might be him and him and Earl Thomas the two best safeties. He got league. burnt though. He got burnt last night. But he he's it didn't hurt the team he's like that though. It didn't, it didn't hurt the team though. Yeah, yeah. yeah but either way it goes, I mean, let's talk about it. There's there's a couple things that I want to bring in the fold on this, which is for once it seems like the buy actually hurt these teams with the buy. And I've it's been for I, I've been talking been often. about it's often in other sports. Well, it didn't hurt the Falcons. It did not hurt the actually. You know what? I don't know about this. They, it didn't hurt because obviously they're in the championship game. But they look. Um, but, I mean, the offense looked amazing. The defense from the word go. Good too. What, yeah. But what I was gonna say, what I'm saying right. is, is that I was surprised because everybody came out a little rusty, except for Matt Ryan. No, no, but I'm talking about the defense came out and got oh, yeah, torched oh, that defense, first drive. Yeah, that first drive. And and when we get to the next game, yeah. what, that's what cost the Cowboys their. That's what cost the Cowboys. Yeah. Their defense cost them that. Oh, yeah. But let's let, I digress. Let's okay. stay with this Chiefs and, and Steelers Chiefs. game. Yes, yes. And so Kansas City comes out. I didn't really think they had an advantage playing at home because the Steelers are a cold-weather team. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the elements really played a factor. Right. I also don't believe that lie that the NFL cares about the fan safety getting into the stadium, and that's why they moved the game to prime time. So why do you think they moved the game? <laughs> For ratings. Because that's just like another Sunday night football game that they got out of the deal instead of a daytime game. That's true. I think that's why they did it. And it it worked. I mean, it was a monster game coming off of the back of another monster game. Of a beautiful game. Of an instant classic game. Instant. Oh, my God. Okay, let's talk about this shit Are you going to cry? I was about to say, are you okay, brother? You need a handkerchief? It is King Day. And, like, Dak Prescott. We'll talk about that later. We're about to talk about him. We're going to speak on him in a minute. Yes. But but, so so the Chiefs come in. uh, Ultimately... I'm falling back on what I said all season. Andy Reid will find a way. Let me finish what I'm saying. Andy Reid will find a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> he's always and this done is that. why. This well, is he's why a great coach. This is, he is a great. He's a great regular season coach. Yes. And this is why I'm saying this. The only reason I'm saying is the defense came to play. There's no doubt about it. 
minus penalties. Penalties cost the Chiefs that game. And just like how you always like to ride on the Raiders, the penalties are the job of, of the coach. coach to get the team prepared, yes, to, to be, be mentally prepared, it's to be disciplined. disciplined. That Travis Kelsey penalty was so stupid. It didn't man. hurt the team because they, they picked him up. Yeah. But that, that kind of reverse motion hurts you. Obviously, they lost the game on the two-point conversion. Yeah. When, and, when, and, but you know, on when, a penalty, yeah, on, a, on an obvious game, penalty, on an obvious. Penalty. But wait a minute, though, that happens every series. If no, no, watch, that one, that one was way. Oh, was that was egregious. You talking about Kelsey? Are you talking? No, about I'm talking about, about the whole. The whole. I, I'm talking about the whole where no. he pushed Harrison into the ground. Oh yeah, he, but he no, fell on top no, of him. No, he Nikita Koloff. I sickled him <laughs> yeah. to the ground. You can't do and that. I was like, you can't, can't do that, that bro. You can't do that. Like, can't do that. And, but and they should have been in that is, place in the first place. And I'm going to take – I'm going to – Andy Reid, this time, it's not his fault because Alex Smith could have been the difference maker. It's Alex if he Smith's fault. If he could have read the defense because the Steelers were burnt. Yeah. Every single time Tyreek Hill was out there and ran a stretch uh, – ran a streak or something, he was open. Yeah. And I agree. And he Alex was. Smith is just and like – And his he progression – had something against him. Yeah, and his progression wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. He's not a Super Bowl quarterback. No. He's a regular season quarterback. Get you ten wins. Well, no, no. Every year, I think he's a manager. I think that you know he's yes. a manager, and yes. we, you don't need a manager. And with that offense, with that talent that they have, because yeah. they have above speed yes. on every position. Yeah, 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 you know what? I agree with you because you know why? He doesn't take enough risks. No, yeah, and and you need a guy that is willing to try to jam the ball. You know what? I'm going long. Right. I'm trying to jam the ball in because I have the kind of talent that can pick me up. He has the best I mean, tight end in the game. I mean, yep. Gronk is hurt. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. You got the best no. tight end in the game. He has You're the right. best Kelsey's tight end in the game. He's Gronk never plays. He's faster than Gronk. Now, Gronk is a better blocker. Gronk is the greatest blocker I've ever seen in the tight end position. I don't know. Mark Bavaro was great. Mark Bavaro was a monster yeah. at blocking. But like, but but he's faster, he's quicker, and he's he's swagged out. But so is Gronk. <laughs> yeah. Gronk's Gronk swagged out. Yeah, I don't you, you Gronk. You catch Gronk, Gronk on that yacht. Gronk, Gronk will drink you under the table. Gronk juice. Gronk juice. <laughs> yeah, but like, but he has the best tight end in the game. He has the he has There's no excuse. Speed. He has, he has he crazy has, speed. That's Tariq Hill, man. Tyreek Hill literally ran by the DBs. Baby last flavor, night. flavor, flavor. He got baby, baby flavor. <laughs> flavor, <laughs> flavor. The so fastest cat in the league. Well, dude, well and, yeah. and what he didn't do is he didn't get it done. And then boys, the killer bees on the other side got it done. Let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger really quickly because I personally, you've been talking about it. I, this is I, before the playoffs. I, I withhold. I have always maintained the argument that Ben Roethlisberger gets overshadowed by Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. Yeah. And in the big game. You give me, you talk about a guy that's 100%, give, oh, give me, me Big, Big Ben. ben. Well, he's oh. never 100%. But I'm Except saying. for the first game of preseason. He's thrown one of the best passes in NFL history. In NFL history. In the yes. Super Bowl. But what, but what Antonio I, Holmes. I thought I told you, you're right, yes. But, but what I'm saying is, is in general, he's a big-time ball player. Even last night, now, to me, it looked like 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 his shoulder's still messed up from last year. Yeah. Like, he's crocodile-arming passes. I think yeah. his, his, his arm is finished, honestly. You think he just got the dead arm? Yeah, I just think his arm is finished. He, he played forever. 13 years, I mean, he put in work, and he gets beat up. But when Justin Houston's out there. there trying to guard Antonio Brown? What, and you can't get the ball out there? Terrible. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. He got it out there no, for the game. Did. No. He got it out there for the game, by the way, because Antonio Brown ran a perfect route and ran right by Justin Houston. He's supposed who, to. Je I, of course he is, but he's Justin not. A defensive lineman. Yeah, but <laughs> at the same time, this is come back to Andy Reid. That's not this a, is no. The, this is the defense that you call. Yeah. No, wait, doesn't this mean the defense it, that you wait, call. Wait, 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 wait. Which, which puts no, Justin no, no, Houston, no, 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 no,
that's not on Andy Reid because Eric Berry, that's where I was talking about Eric Berry missing yeah. time. That was Eric Berry. Eric Berry's supposed to be over the top. Eric Berry decided. That wasn't over the, I'm not talking about over the top. I'm talking about at the end of the game in the fourth quarter oh. when it was the third down. Yeah. The third down to get the first down, yeah. Justin Houston got outran, which I'm not saying he's not supposed, he's supposed to get outran. To. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is you're sitting in a zone when you know good and well they just need a first down to, to end the, the game and yep. run the clock out. You can't put Justin Houston against Antonio Brown, especially since this wasn't the first time you did it all day. Right. It doesn't work. So you well, didn't do that earlier, though. That didn't do that. You early. were just talking about how he couldn't guard him because he ran by him and Big Ben. Yeah, but that get wasn't his there. assignment. That wasn't his assignment. That was at Eric Berry's assignment. Eric Berry was supposed to cover. He bit on the tight end, and then uh, uh, Antonio Brown took off on him, and he was supposed to take Antonio Brown over the top. So that's not on him. He's got a. That's on. That's Either shit. way it goes, the Chiefs are at the house with yeah, the Raiders. While you talking yep. all that bullshit, I got nothing but Raider hate because Raiders yeah. wasn't gonna make it in the first place. Who do the Chiefs play next week? Nobody. <laughs> Who the Chiefs play? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and see, and then my thing was. I obviously I'm a Raiders fan. Yeah, obviously. obviously. Yeah, obviously. No, we talked about that. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. yo, man, I was so excited. Oh, no, 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 come on, man. Derek, but, but listen, man. why, man? The, the Raiders. But, I mean, but it's a beginning but you of a beautiful that, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Sound, sounds good. Yo, but how about is, when you hold on? Can I, can I, can I say this one speak thing? Speak on it, bro. <laughs> how your boy Michael Crabtree get his chain snatched, bro? Hold on a second. Let's okay. Let's let's. Why let's is do he that. out there snatching chains in the middle of the field? So you know, I'm not at the club. Talib is a damn what Talib is not. At the club, oh, well, he's why? Why child. is it cool? And then do nothing to, about it. Why what is he supposed to do? He supposed to do? He hurt the fight? team. He supposed to hurt the team, team and the get baited. Was already done. I mean, no, that, <laughs> that, already... that game wasn't over at that point. No. That was the beginning of the game. He snatched that boy chain. Looked at and him. Talib shouldn't even be in the league. Honestly, I was, I was just about to say. More importantly, Talib why is it okay in the NFL to go snatch another man's possession with no penalty? No penalty after the game. He didn't get arrested. He didn't get You stole that man's chain. Strong arm robbery. And then the media jams you up. And he said, oh, yeah, he didn't do nothing. He went talking, looking for the ref. What's he supposed to do? He's supposed to pull out a knife, thug guy? <laughs> Come he's on, supposed man. to stab you on the field? And, is that going to make everybody like respect Dallas, him? Tlaib is one of the dirtiest ball players no, in the NFL. he's one of the most hood dudes in the NFL. But he's, he's dirty. He's dirty. Oh, he, There's plenty of hood dudes. He's dirty. He's dirty. He's out there headhunting in the whole oh, nine. Yeah, he is, and yeah. I tell you what, we had Calais Campbell on, for uh, the pro bowler from the Arizona Cardinals, uh, a couple weeks With ago. With the greatest voice in the world. With the greatest voice in the world, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, I like Calais. They're grab that if you want, man. Yeah, I like him a lot, though, man. He's a monster. And he's a gentleman, too. Great guy. This is what he was talking about. He's yeah. talking about the way you're supposed to play the game. Yo, and he, he also like, was talking about the Steelers going to the Super Bowl, by the way. Yo, so do you remember when he hit Cam? And like it was, <laughs> and, and, and he apologized, helped him up. And I was like, that's some gentleman stuff. He's you, a gentle giant. Do you remember when he busted? He Just this year, he, uh -huh. he's the one who rolled on Tannehill's Tannehill. ACL. Oh, yeah. And then he literally went over and helped him up. And then yeah. after the game said, hey, man, I would never do something no, like that. No, he doesn't. He's a, I like, I like Clay a lot. Solid man. person. Yeah, solid dude. And then a solid and guest a on the Ozone like yourself, bro. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then let's move in. Let's move into the next game. Let's move into the Patriots. The, no, the Patriots game. No, let's move into oh. the Patriots game. because the, We got to say the best for last. Because, yeah. the Patriots. Patriots won. Yes. So can I say, okay, <laughs> now can I talk about the reason that I've, I'm saying that the Steelers, I'm saying Steelers, Patriots have played nobody this season. Well, and this is what I was about to go for. This is what I was going to say. they did not look good against the Texans. Well, what I was but, just saying, you, you, you're jumping in my head, man. Sorry, it's, I, but the no, Texans, no, cool. All the I'm Texans saying, have the best defense in football, and they the Texans had lulled them into playing their style of football. Yeah. The only problem is that they had a bunch of receivers out there that did not catch the ball. This time it was not Brock Osweiler. They, they were putting it on Osweiler, and I'm not mad at yeah. Osweiler, to be honest. He mm -hmm. put a couple balls yeah. on the money in the end zone. Fred, that right. Fedorovich is, is, is his name, the tight end? He dropped the pass. Remember, he jumped early? Yep. And then uh, 
Fuller dropped the pass in the over zone. the top in the zone. That's two yeah, touches. That's right. two touches. Right there. Early, yeah. early in the game. Yeah. And if you watch the game, you know that that game was a lot closer than the final score would indicate. It, it, it was a lot closer. Now, I did lose some money on that game because it was a 16-point spread. <laughs> and it didn't look like they were going to cover. They looked, I, at, for no, one point, it looked like they time. might not even what, win the, the game. It, it was an eight-point game with like a couple of, like, like in the third quarter. And, and they were driving to go to the touchdown. I think. I and that's like, when they dropped the pass. That's when they dropped the pass. That's when they dropped, and and then after like, that, they had the turnover. Yes. But my thing is, my thing is, this is the first time, I will say the first First time I've yeah. ever watched the Patriots play where I said, like, oh, Tom Brady ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I never say that. No, no. And Tom Brady is, in my he opinion, is he is, yeah, he's 1A. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, it, like, I can't, I was amazed at how he looked like a baby. He was whining nonstop. Well, you know, like, when you put pressure on a man, like, he's, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's, been, always, it's, it's always, always not been. He's not. He's not big band. He's not Aaron Rodgers. No, he's not like, rolling out. He's not. Nah. He's not Cam. He's nah, not he's Dak. Not, no, he's not but Russell you have Wilson. to have somebody who can put that pass rush on him so that he can't step up in the pocket. When he steps up in the pocket, he's effective. But when you can stop him from doing that and yeah. then hit him, it's a problem for him. I want to see. That's so. That's why I was like, I have not seen them play anybody this year. It doesn't even they, matter. They're playing the AFC East, man. Like, we can beat them. We can beat them. That's what that's what us five. But you know what? That, Earl, Earl Thomas came out guys. and said that. It said that if you put him in his division, then we'll see how Tom Brady really is. Exactly. Yeah, man. Like, if you for real. It's, it's the truth. It's the truth. So. It's not the truth, though. No, no. Tom Brady, no, Tom Tom Brady is, is the, the truth. Yeah, that, that's but, a, no, no, that's but, a good point. I'm sorry. No, they win the division every year because they play in that sorry-ass conference. But he beats that sorry-ass division. He wins. He beats everybody. I was just about to say that. One reason why is because he has a coach just like they do in San Antonio with the Spurs. Oh, yeah, he has a coach that works well with him that they figure out a game plan to disassemble your team psychologically and physically. Yep. They take away your number one option. Well, so but it's gonna be hard next week. Well, who's who are you gonna take away? Brown, you're gonna take away Bell. Who are you taking away? He's gonna I take away Bell. I'm tired personally. First of all, Pittsburgh defense is not enough. He's gonna move the ball on them. They got a problem. They can't you can get an end zone on them, and that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't a know problem. though, because you know what? They have the tools. To they I have think, the tools. I think I James think, Harris, our age, exactly. <laughs> Real is. talk. But yeah. I was looking at him the other day. I was looking at him yesterday. He was balling yesterday. He, he balled. Yeah, he balled the hell he balled. out yesterday. He and I was like, I was so proud because he's like, yeah, he was born in the seventies, <laughs> which and is I super rare this. in the league. I know, right? Now, now yeah. most of the cats are born in the nineties in the league. Now right. he retired two years ago. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, he came back, and then and he was upset at Goodell the whole night. Yep, and coach brought him back, man. So, but now I want to see because they. The the Pittsburgh um, defense have gotten it. better. They've don't, gotten better. Don't fall for it. I got them going to the Super Bowl. I got them going to the Super Bowl. I had them going to the Super Bowl. Uh, to me, while ago. It re- regardless of who makes it there, they're going to be a sacrificial lamb to the Atlanta. Falcons. You are damn right about that, Terry. Terry Miller, <laughs> say it again. Say it one sacrificial more time. lambs. Mm-hmm. You know because. The league is designed for the Falcons, the way that they play football. And yeah, what I was especially co- with the Super Bowl being in Houston on the carpet again. Yeah, well, and you guys but, really you guys got a lot of things going in your favor. You know what? I, okay. So let me say this. Who would have ever thought that Villanova would have beat UNC? Who would have ever thought go. that the Cavs down three one would come back? The Cavs have never won a championship. <laughs> no, they've never won a championship. So who would have the Cavs the won? The Cubs. Uh uh Clemson. Beat Alabama twenty six straight games. Guy named Donald Trump. Guy, guy, guy named Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? This is the year of the upset. This is the year of the underdog. Calendar flip though, so I don't the, know about that. The season We're of twenty seventeen. Season of the underdog. Let's keep it the season. <laughs> of the underdog. Let's give it in the season. <laughs> but Clemson won in two thousand seventeen against against Alabama. We're about to speak on that soon yes. too. But now what I'll say is uh, is I think it's going to be a good game coming up. I actually hope that Mike Tomlin has a team prepared. You saw Antonio Brown Facebook Live from the from the locker room for some reason. I actually didn't appreciate that yeah. because Coach Tomlin was speaking on 
private stuff. And one of the things Coach Tomlin said was, you see the league rigged up the schedule, so they got an extra day and a half of rest and to prepare, even though we're going to their house. And he's right, but that wasn't for public consumption. But he's it, it, yeah, that's, that's real. To you. That's what you say to you. People. But it's real. Yeah, it's Why real. should if you're the home team and the Patriots weren't going anywhere, whether no matter who seat. they play, they should be the ones playing on Sunday. Yeah, you yeah. know. And now, now it is what it is. Uh, I expect a good game. I tell you that because right. Ben Ben Roethlisberger hurt or not. I tell you what, Big Ben in a big game, your money's usually no, safe. You are safe with that. <laughs> and and, and you're gonna tell me it's not safe with Tom Brady. No, no, I, no didn't, I didn't say that. No, you just you said something. that. But sometimes Tom Brady in them big games, especially oh, like the oh, last come couple on, years, wait, 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 that's blasphemy against Peyton. Like oh, I mean, that's the. Let's see now. Here's the thing: Tom Brady doesn't really have much help. I will say that he doesn't. Man, he doesn't. But I will say that also that the the defensive line gets less credit than they than, have decent defense this year. They, they do have, have really decent defense. defense. That addition of Chris Long who was a yes. was a nice addition for them. Really he plays addition. hard he for does, them. Yes, and and he he clogs up the middle a lot. I don't think he's going to be able to stop Le'Veon Bell. But then again, this is the genius of Bill Belichick. We're going to see what he comes with. You never expect Belichick to get out coach. In these conversations that we're having, right. we talk about whose fault it is. We're gonna ne- the next segment we, we talk about is Jason Garrett. Was, we would never say it's uh, uh, Belichick. Very, very, yes, we can. Very rarely. Like, we could say in the past Pete, he has done that though. But like Pete Carroll had very the, um, rarely. Like, like mm-hmm. Pete Carroll had the mistake uh, in the Super Bowl when he threw the ball should have given the ball to uh, Beast Mode. You know what I'm saying? Like we've never said. I've never said that about uh, Belichick. Yeah. You I've remember never. when Belichick went for it on fourth down in uh, who's where were they, they playing the Colts that year? Yes, I, I do, do believe you remember. That? Yeah. yeah, and they didn't make it, and that cost them. Yeah, Belichick does do that because he feels himself. But the thing of it is, is that with Pittsburgh, he's so prepared that and, even and, in him yeah, plays, himself, he, but, but, he still, but he plays the averages. He plays the odds. You I know don't even think he plays the odds. Actually, I think that he team by team, you can never break down their team and say, okay, this is how they're going to attack us. Right. Because last week it was Deion Lewis. Okay, now you're probably going to get a good dose of Legarrette Blunt this mm-hmm. week. You're going to get Blunt for his trauma. Yep. Yep, and, that's true. And then, and then he gonna drop Edelman on you. Miami. Yep, yep. Shout out CSI for changing my life. <laughs> changing, my, changing this tax bracket. <laughs> so that's great. Now let's move into what I have to say was the best game of the weekend. Easily. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ed, this was a monster Easily. game this weekend. Beautiful. Now I thought I had the Cowboys winning the game. I did too. And that was before I realized that Jason Garrett was not gonna stick to the game plan which is to let these young kids run amok. You cannot stop Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott behind that line. You just can't stop him. They just, there's no – the kid was getting but, but six no. yards of carry like on a stumble. But but <laughs> He always falls forward. Yo, he always falls. We were saying that yesterday. Man. We was like, he keeps falling forward. But no, but, but, but oh, like – they both look good, man. They 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 both. I mean, like Dak and Ezekiel. I mean, no, 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 no. This is. I take. I take. I Dak doesn't and get Dance. the credit. Yeah, Don't. Dak doesn't get the credit. Because Dak looks so good. Because what they hold, hold on a second. We have a we have a long time contributor. We have a caller who's been with us all season. We got Cowboy Kev. Cowboy on the line. Kev, ready? Mix it up. Hello, Cowboy Kev, live in the ozone. What happened, brother? What happened? Are you okay? Are you on suicide watch over there? What had happened? <laughs> Yeehaw! Cowboy Kev, you're on with the uh, icons, with me and the icons. You're also on with our special guest today, Omar Dorsey. Yo. You may know him from such films as Selma or <laughs> some excellent work that he laid down in Ray Donovan yeah. or his current project with some more excellent work that he's laying down on a beautiful show called Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar. <laughs> and so he's well, coming. He's oh, a big fan of the Dirty Birds out there in Atlanta. And he, actually, I got a feeling uh, that he's happy that y'all didn't win. But we want to hear yeah. straight from your mouth, Cowboy yeah. Kev. Break down the game for us. Well, Ozone family, I'm happy to be on the call. Uh, a little disappointed, you know, with, with 
it was a good game. Uh, I thought we got off to a very, you know, slow, rusty start, which was expected when um, you don't play the, the really the last game of the season. You basically had three weeks off. So there's ex- some expected rust and uh, really was fortunate to, you know, not get blown out in that first quarter. But they they adjusted, um, finally got the uh, the Dak Bryant combo going. The uh, you know Elliot, I think uh, you know he was just consistently getting five to seven, you know, ten yards here and there. But the, it just took it took a little. It was almost a little too late to uh, to really get the the squad going. And um, you know when you're playing a team that's won seven games in a row, they got they come in with all cylinders clicking. And you know they they had the tricks going from the start, and it was like we were we were always a, a, a step behind, even you know, uh, coming out the second half. Uh, but but here's know, the problem the I got right down the field. Here's the problem that I have is that I can give you a little bit on the rust, and I can even give you even more on the rust um, with young players. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. the the problem that I have is. Once again, I got to go with the coaching staff. The coaching staff did not have these guys prepared. The Cowboys had crucial penalties. Yeah, crucial. Crucial penalties that hurt the team. And on top of that, the defense seemed like they were still on the bye week until the first – after the first drive of the second half. You guys still put up 31 points. You're not supposed to lose when you put up 31 points. Right. Listen, I'm 31 points wins almost every other game this weekend. Hey, I'm I'm 100% total agreement with you. Me and uh, T-Ball go at this all the time. I'm not the biggest fan of Jason Garrett. Uh, He's an extension of Jerry Jones, and we all know the the problems start there. But you can't have a young team like this with that hasn't been in this position before. Everybody knows the playoffs is a whole different animal. And so – you got a young team like that. You, you, that last game was crucial that they played more minutes in that game. You know, Dak played one series. Ezekiel didn't play at all. And then uh, you, you basically shut it down. So coming into a game like that, you, 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 you can't have that. And then the play calling was, was suspect. The play calling was terrible. Uh, I don't I've think the offense think... was the problem, to be honest. I think it comes down to the play calling. First and foremost, give and Ezekiel Elliott the ball when it's third down. Right. Give him the ball if it's yes. third and less than five. Give yes. him the ball, and also go for it. You brought up a great point, T. This, this, this weekend is that these, in the playoffs you got to make adjustments. Yeah. yeah, you can't can't keep but kicking field goals against these teams. Nah. You have to get the first down. Exactly. You have to get touchdowns. So, so for for me, knowing the weaknesses of, of of the ball club, time of possession is the most important thing for 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 the Dallas Cowboys. And you know where everybody knows the defense is suspect. The secondary is suspect. suspect. So you have to stay. But they played in, well after and, the second uh, full throttle. Man, they, they, they played well to, for for you know most of the game. They they kept kept us in the game. I can't know, say they played well for most of the game. They played well for the second half. They played well after the second after the first drive of the second half. They yeah. they tightened up. They did. Yeah, but it was too late though. Once you get well, Aaron Rodgers. That's the part they that's tied the game up. Like, yeah. The reason why the reason why they didn't right. play well that last play when yeah, um, when, when, no. when, 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 when Big Boy got open. When Rodgers well, got to Rogers, yeah, yeah. Rogers, they weren't Rogers, but that Rogers, that wasn't Rogers. No, that was, that was, that was Cook. Cook. Yeah. That was Jerry Cook. Cook. But one of the problems I say is too late is because for those simple reasons that you have to expend so much to keep up or to catch to up. To come back. Yeah, to yeah. come back. Right. You, you can't right. fall down like that against a Again, team like that. Again, this is back to coaching. 
It is. That's poor clock right. management. That was poor. You gave, right. you know what? I said, you're going to give Aaron Rodgers 35 seconds. That's exactly what With I two said. two timeouts. I, I was right. at the sports bar. I was like, everybody was, all the all the Cowboy fans were jumping. I was like, y'all just gave Aaron Rodgers 35 <laughs> y'all seconds. Y'all just tricked. Like, all he needs is like 40 yards. And he can yeah. do that with his yeah. eyes closed. He and did he it with did his it. eyes closed. 37 <laughs> yard pass. You know what I'm saying? Pass. The cook. Right. So I knew it. I was like, right. man, everybody was turning. And I was like, you should have ran this a little bit more, but you you got to get the score when you got to get the score. You have to you get gotta, it down. Yeah, you got to, but you 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 also you you knew that you could get um, uh, a field goal with yeah. with Bailey. He's he's you know pretty much automatic, yeah. and so you got to you got to work the clock more. Yeah. But that's you know it's still the the, the coaching to me with uh, Jason Garrett. He's more of a conservative type guy, and he doesn't he doesn't. I, I just I'm not sold on him. Being able to get that team to the promised land, but you know the the next year looks promising. You know I think everybody would be excited going into next year to see what happens with with uh, Romo in the off season that they can pick up some you know some uh, some help in the, to something for him. Up that the help for the set well the, the defense has to be addressed. The secondary has to be addressed. Claiborne, Carr, those guys have never gotten it done. Uh, we yeah. got the young guys, Jones, on the, you know, that both those cornerbacks, they're, they're young. One was a rookie, uh, and, and, you know, the other one's a, a second year player. Uh, we'll see if, uh, uh, what's his name? Jalen Smith, uh, if he'll ever be able to play. Um, can I, can I ask you one you question, know, we though? No, we have no you. pass rush. Yeah, yeah, can I ask you one question? Yeah. Can, can, can you get your pass uh-huh. rushers? <laughs> To stop smoking weed. Oh. <laughs> Is that possible? Because I'm talking oh, about them boys hey. be on that herb. I be on that kryptonite. Straight <laughs> up on that kryptonite. I be on, on that, that. I be Yo, on them that. boys. On that. I mean, like, man, y'all y'all got good pass rushes, but they always suspended. They either, <laughs> they either with the weed, man, or they just whooping some ass. Or, 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 or Gregory on that, um, on that scissor up, ain't he? And it's a lot of boys. That's southern. Hey, There's a little too much space and time down, down there in Texas. Texas. Man, it's in Texas, boy. Hey. Gregory be on this that new scissor. and improved stuff. Yeah, this new and improved stuff is is got catch. You know, willing to, to shake off. You know, more time in millions of dollars to, to get it. Tricking yeah, it all. That must be some very good that. weed. That's, I don't that's, want. That's, I don't want. I don't want no weed. That, that want, make me trick make off me, ten million. I don't want, I don't want no more. No. But let me ask you this, Kev. Kev, let me ask you this. What about the defensive coordinator? Should well, he take some blame? Again. He, he turned it up. He started I, blitzing later in the game. He, he, did, he, no, he did it. He, yeah, but you, you don't know. You just don't know. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, you, like, adjusts have, so well. See, and I think they, I think everybody got caught up in the lure of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think that you give him too much, think, way too much I think, credit. I think he got way too much credit. I think he gets way too much credit for these for these Hail Marys, which is consistently bad right. defense. Yeah, I don't is. care what anybody right. says. And Patrick like Peterson that. went to brain dead. The right. Giants went brain dead oh, last week. With Cobb in the back of the head. Come on, man. And why are you in a situation where you have to go to the Hail Mary all the time? Anyway. That, that yeah. can't happen. Yeah. That can't happen. But I, I think, I think for the defensive coordinator, I think it was, you know, when you know you got a, a suspect secondary and they're young, you know, he's trying to mix it up, and it's just when you got a veteran quarterback over there that that understands how to get certain guys to to bite on stuff, you know, it, it was. It was, it was too easy for for Rodgers. He he pretty much he knew he could get and what you know he what? wanted to. I and think you bring up a great point there. Most of the time, you bring up a great point there, Cowboy Kev. Is that 
Aaron Rodgers looked way too calm. He never he looked chill. rattled. Wait, he was right. chilling. There was never he enough was pressure. Until, <laughs> but Wait, not the did second you half. See the, did, you see, did you see the one series where he didn't even put a strap on and the announcers yeah, were like, you don't that. even have his chance. Yes, and no like, respect. Oh, nah, and how about when he broke out right. and ran? There were several times he broke out and ran. The naked bootleg But there third and There were several times that he broke out and ran where he didn't even where he didn't even look concerned. He didn't even slide. He's like, what they going to do? Exactly. That's exactly what I mean. And that's when you got a veteran like that. When he did that that dive, it looked like Michael Vick looked against um, Philadelphia. He did a Superman dive to get the first down. I was like, yo, this dude is chilling right now. (laughs) I'm with you, Kev. Anytime you got veteran guys like that who feel that comfortable, nobody's worried about getting – if you're on the field in the NFL and you're not worried about getting hurt – some the yeah. other team is not, not doing, doing their, their job. job. That's exactly. just all it is to it. Exactly. Yep. And he's gonna have pressure exactly. this week coming up. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Oh, I think yeah. that they'll Absolutely. watch tape. Yeah. Well, Cowboy Kev, we oh, appreciate yeah. your contributions. It's been nice having you on the Ozone in uh, in football season. Uh, uh, we're gonna see what happens in this basketball season. We know being a a former professional uh, basketball player, you're gonna have some opinions on that. But as for now, you guys are gone fishing. How about them cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> They're playing cowboys and Indians hey, right I'm, now. I'm, Who the cowboys play next week? Nobody. Let go catch them. All right, Kev. Thanks for joining right. us. Late. Yeah. Man, yeah, tough stuff. That, that, that was, but that Aaron Rodgers, I know that he's lighting it up and everything. But it, to me, I just the folklore, the superhero status. Yeah, <laughs> I want to bring him back back down to planet Earth because I, yeah. uh, teams give him way too much respect. Well, what it is is that he go hit him in his mouth. Hit him in his mouth. Anybody, I mean, this should just be everybody's defensive yeah. mantra against good quarterbacks. Yeah, hit him in their mouth. So just keep just yo keep pressure. If you got to get up rough in the passer. Yep. Hit him. Hit that, that, him. Hit him. Just hit him. Just they need to feel man. it. Now, this feel is, it. yeah, this is where Big Ben is different than all of them because Big Ben's like, so what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit you in the mouth. <laughs> exactly. man, man, I went and I did a, I did a film called The Express yes, years ago. Yeah, well, I, was with, I was with you. I was with you. You went, um, yes. Yes. We, I was, uh, yeah. Yes. And then, and matter of fact, in uh, in uh, Syracuse, yeah, in Syracuse and Chicago, yes, sure yeah, was. Yep. But we, we went from the premiere in Syracuse to Cleveland yeah. to throw out, uh, to do the coin toss. Yeah. And uh, against the Browns, yes. because Ernie Davis uh, got drafted That's by the right. Browns, yes. and you know he didn't yep. didn't make it. Anyways, I walked out on the field to do the 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 coin flip with yeah. with uh, Mr. Jim Brown, That's right. uh, Dennis Quaid, myself, Rock Charles Dutton was out there. Yeah, it was great. And Big Ben was out there. Big Ben might be bigger than me. I was devastated. Big Ben is a big human being. What? That's He's a, a big man. human being. Cam like that too, though. Yo, Cam no, no, no. is in Cam, the best shape Cam, of everybody Yo, Cam 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 is is on the planet. Cam, Cam's just like uh, the, 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 the something like like Michelangelo. Like yeah, he's like a, he's like a statue. Something. Cam yeah, is. Yeah. I've never seen anybody yeah, rip like yeah. Cam. He's like yeah, crazy, he's, stupid rip man. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. So this is a this is an interesting scenario. I got a, I got a number that I found that I was just devastated by. Uh, not that it's a secret, but did you know that in the postseason NFL kickers are thirty three for thirty three. Wow! Wow! They haven't missed yet, huh? <laughs> Every collectively, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up because these guys were suspect Lat- all year. But I all but no, no, no. Yesterday, yesterday, though, and it this was weekend, those three. They were just like put the ball down, and I'm going to kick it. Yo, those right. those three. Oh, you gonna plus? freeze me? Okay, go <laughs> ahead. I kick it again. Yeah. One more time. Man, I tell you what, man. That, that, what? What's the kicker for Green Bay? What's his name? Uh, Crosby, Mason Crosby. 
Man, God, boy, he was so clutch, man. Oh, forget he about was it. So, ice that, water ice, in his. Bailey I can't front. Was the cow, Bailey, I was just yeah, going to say. Bailey, Bailey was just came out. You're like, oh, oh what? Yes. <laughs> what y'all need? Y'all need this? I got this. You got, I got this leg. Yo, I got man, this boot. It was, I'll tell you, man, yeah, that game yesterday, that Cowboys game, man. It's funny. We said the Cowboys game, but it's like that was, it was green. <laughs> that's the how, game. how about that? That's, that's how great that's a branding. How, yes, that's how, how much branding. of America's team that's the Cowboys good, are. That's how good uh, Jerry wow. Jones is. Wow. Think man, about that. That game was amazing. I'm telling you, man, I was just like, I, I mean, and I, I wasn't cheering. I was cheering for Green Bay because I wanted one more game in the, in the Georgia Dome. Right. But, you know, at that point, I just became a fan of football because it was that good. And, I, and Dak, he showed me something yesterday, man, because I was like, I thought he was a game manager. No. That, that kid is a big is, time. He's, he's like a bigger big, version of Russell Wilson. Yes. Yo, and and you know what, man? He He they, did it all. They he don't could need not have Romo, played. Man. No, they don't need Romo. That don't even talk about that no, nonsense. No, that's the no they, 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 they don't. Let me tell you, man. This dude yesterday, him, Zeke, and Dez literally could not have played a better game. They, they were the triplets. Dez showed his backside. They were, they were the throwback yeah. triplets. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Man. They look like Aikman, Irvin, and Smith. That's true. Man. That's that's real. Like, this looks beautiful, man. And that line was just, man. I mean, you know what? Oh, that line is so the impressive. The offense is, is, is dope, man. I would say they got the best offense in football. I, I mean, I'll take I that offense over the Falcons. No, only because, offense, okay. only because, only because I prefer Zeke to Freeman. Because Zeke is the kind of dude that, and I understand what you guys are saying, but Zeke is the kind of running back that well, if you use him properly, yeah. he's well, like having Shaq in the middle. Yeah, but it's not just with Zeke, uh, with Freeman, though, because you have it's Kevin Coleman. I know. That's I understand that. But yeah. what because I'm saying is. two number one running, running backs, backs in the same, in the same backfield. backfield. And it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. How did I know that wasn't going to go well? Yeah. But how, how, <laughs> <laughs> get him, Terry. Yeah, get him. Get him, Chiefs. Go, Andy Reid. Oh. Uh, I'm talking mm, about them Falcons. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure you I are. I called the Falcons. Of course. You have a million. You got 65 teams, of course. And no, I'm talking the Falcons. What are you talking about? Talking about the Steelers. The Steelers? No, nah, man. That's about the Packers. But what I wasn't talking about was the Raiders. How about that? <laughs> we weren't talking about the Raiders. I mean, listen, I wasn't talking about the Carlos Raiders Matt either. We went with Cook. We went with Cook. Welcome to the Connor Cook era. I text my boy, uh, you, you know Al Thompson. Why, you, a, why you gonna clown Connor Cook, though? <laughs> he clowned himself, brother. He don't need me to clown him. Well, no, his but, first start ever in the league. Yeah, it look like it's his last two, probably. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he, he can go though if he. They would actually that that was poor coaching because that was and you see they promptly fired the offensive the coordinator. coordinator. They did yeah. because they came out. You can't even get more conservative than they came out. Yep, nah. nah. When they started letting that kid throw, he actually moved the ball. I in think that Connor game. Cook was whack at Michigan State. Man. Well, well, then that's just how you feel about that. I know. <laughs> like, I thought that's Michigan State. You feel, you're rubbing him the wrong way. You better stop. I'm telling you. No, but I think I think Derek is a monster. Yeah, but. You can't have your your whole team built around one person. It's your not the whole team. Everybody's team. Everybody's team, down, everybody's team is built around a quarterback. No, but you know what? It's only one team that if the quarterback goes down, they'll be all right. That's the Patriots. They bring in what's the other dude? What's my man? Yeah, then they they showed it earlier this season, well, but that only lasts for so long. Yeah, well, honestly, last night I felt like the Chiefs would have done better with Nick Foles because he's a gunslinger and he was willing to. Throw, yeah, I agree, and he would have been willing to throw the ball. But down you can't the take that. You can't. Nick you can't Foles. take the as far as you can throw him. But you can't no. take the the. Uh, you know, you can't take your starter out. This is what no, happened to Alex, Alex No, you Smith can't, but I'm saying I would have felt better. In, in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, you know what will make me feel better? What? A nice, refreshing sip of Gorilla Life. Where? Nothing like the drink of the jungle, ladies and gentlemen. There's only three ingredients. Water, chlorophyll, and a little agave. Ah. Gorilla Life. Life in a bottle. Go check it out, folks. GorillaLife.com. Find it at your local health food store. It is muy delicioso. 
cleanses your blood. Thriller Life, you need to get on that. It's that green juice. Oh, yeah. That was one of the most beautiful. You like that, segues don't you? I tell you, brother, time. I'm a professional. Yeah, I and know we, you are. And we're we going to segue. <laughs> I'm at this, at, at this time, we want to segue into you, on your, and not, not just on the sports, but in your career and your personal life, man. Talk to me, brother. We just want to, where can the people find you, you first and foremost? You can find me on Twitter at Omar J. Dorsey, Instagram Omar J. Dorsey, Facebook Omar J. Dorsey. You can find me in the A. Hey, hey, I'm on it. Yeah, no. So, so, man, Queen Sugar is busting people upside the dome. Hey, man, man, wow. Congratulations. Thank you, man. People's Choice nominee for best uh, cable drama, Uh, uh, Image Award nominee. Uh, We got a bunch of nominations right now, man. It's just beautiful time. Beautiful time. Just great working with Ava DuVernay. Great working with Oprah Winfrey. Um, you know, that's my family, man. There it is. Been with them and that's, since a, Selma. that's a very good, successful family that's a to great be a part of. Family to be a part of, isn't it, man? It that's really great. Is, yeah. Well, you know, and but it's important because they're out there making content that's quality content that represents people who have to this point been underrepresented. Hundred percent. Yes. And and I really admired what Ava did with her efforts uh, for the people of Flint with the dirty water. Yeah, man. Really, more than anything. Yeah. Uh, uh, and. You know, she's out there. She checks all the boxes, if you will. She's she making does. moves yes. for women, for yes. women of color, for yeah. people of color, yeah. and for any admirers of good content, of, exactly. of thought-provoking content. Yep. That 13 documentary on Netflix oh is- Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Everybody. That should be required that viewing be in school. For for every American. For, for every American. Yeah, yeah it's just true. Just so you can see. Yeah. Like, yo, man. The dastardliness of, of this uh, government, who, by yes. the way, I, I mean, ironically, we're here celebrating Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Yes. And if anybody would like to research, he was called a terrorist prior to his murder. He certainly was. Before he was murdered and yep. became a hero slash martyr, yeah. he was called a terrorist, yeah. folks. Yeah, you have to keep your eyes and your mind open, um, which is what's what we're about on the Ozone, unfair and partial sports talk, right. and with a dash of life. And what, what it is is, is that the system can frame you however you need to be framed, so it's very important for you to have your own opinion, yeah. form your own thoughts, and this is what and I like about your work. About it. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. You know, and, I, and I was lucky enough to be in the movie uh, Selma playing the um, great Reverend James Orange, one of my yep. heroes personally. I'm from Atlanta. I, I worked with him um, in, 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 you know, in my younger days, he and uh, Hosea Williams, uh, directed by Ava. So, uh, you know, we're talking about, we're reflecting right now on Martin Luther King, and, you know, this week. This day, you know, he gets he gets his I'm one of the King days, which is where we're at right now in the ozone right now on one of the King day, you know. And then I think about like uh, you know uh, what Donald Trump said about um, John Lewis this weekend, man, and it like really hit me to the core. I'm not even that political. I mean, you know, right. but like when he hit me, but to you're the aware. Core, I'm aware. But what he said was like um, he's all talking, no action. What has he ever done? And I was yeah. like, you need to read a history book, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This man's skull got bashed in on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Yeah. Like, what has yeah. he done? He made America great. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he is, yeah. he, he's, he, he's and, all, he's and, and civil rights are for everybody. It's civil not, rights are you know, for everybody, everybody. Because in the words of of, uh, of uh, Dr. King, if you know, if there's an injustice to my brother anywhere, it's an injustice to everywhere. It's a threat to justice, threat everywhere. To justice everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, you man. Know, it's like, a, this, is, this isn't just about a certain color or a certain creed. This not is about all. humanity. It's about, it's about humanity, it's man. about humanity. It's 110%, man. So, so when are the awards, when uh, is there a, has the show Queen Sugar been picked up for season two already? Come on, man. Come on, people. Y'all can invest in Queen Sugar. Where can, they, where can they find it? You can find it on the OWN Network, O-W-N. That's Open Winfrey Network. Uh, we come on Wednesday nights at 10 o'clock. We'll be back. I believe we'll be back in June. We start shooting season two in, uh, in March. 
So, uh, yeah, man, I'm just very excited. I got a new film, uh, Sp- Steven Spielberg film oh. called uh, Thank wow. You For Your Service. I just came from, that's what I was just at Warner Brothers doing. Some well, well, thank for you that. for coming through. Man, easy. I mean, Steven Spielberg, he's, wow, he's, how do you beat Steven Spielberg? Steven know. Spielberg, Oprah. Yeah. Oprah. I mean, this is, yeah. man, brother, Tarantino. can I, I let mean, me hold 100,000. I ain't even got it. I ain't even got it. So we got that film coming out uh, this year. Got another film called Cargo coming out this year. Um, you know, um, we just we just out here hustling right now, man. That's Not what even it hustling. Is. We out here working. We out here creating content. We out here great creating great, beautiful art, man. And you're telling stories from yeah, a perspective us. that matters because and people care. Yeah, that's what it True. is. Yeah, man, that's what it is because like, it represents them. Yeah, it does, man. I mean, you know, like even with like like we like both of us, you know, we are doing work that like we're reflecting life. Yes. We're, we're reflecting, you know, people, and people can actually sit there and like that's me, you know, like every, everywhere I go. This is the highest compliment I get when people come up to me, man, man, you remind me of my cousin, boy. Every time, boy, I gotta, I, yeah, 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 man, I got, man, I know a dude owe me fifty dollars. He looked just yeah, like, like you. Like, like, uh, yeah, I ain't got it. Uh, <laughs> 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 you can find him. You find him. So now that's what we doing, man. You know, uh, it's just like I said, man. I, I you know, I, I, I dabble with the NFL Network from time to time. The Falcons correspondent. You know, I'm out there um, representing the Falcons. Uh, so you know, just doing all kind of stuff that I'm really loving, man. Well, I appreciate you coming in, brother. Man. We're gonna have you back, uh, uh, maybe on a call if you're busy. Sounds like you're really busy, man. So appreciate your time. Oh, man, I but but we're gonna that. have you back on a call yeah. either after this weekend when the Falcons get that dub. I actually think the Falcons are gonna beat I the, the so. Packers. Yeah. And I, then, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna stay humble. We're just gonna play a very good game. That's what's what. Well, if you play a, them if you, in the year. if you play a very good game, you guys will beat the the Packers, and you guys have a great. <laughs> chance to win the Super Bowl because to my in my opinion those conditions are more favorable to another dome team than they are to anybody else gotcha uh but yeah we want to get you back on for a phone call the sum up where we'll find out who the Falcons are playing next week and Ooh. see if Keith Sweat is involved or <laughs> see if they're going to the uh <laughs> or see if they if they're going to the big dance yeah really appreciate you man is there anything else you want to shout out any charity groups or any any people can find your work people can find you on Twitter yeah. Omar J Dorsey Twitter and Instagram yes. anything else you want to speak man, on man you want to talk about the Hosea Williams feed the hungry uh in Atlanta um if you get a chance you can go uh on their Twitter page go on their Facebook page and um they're doing great work uh Famo Amalami who was my mentor is he runs it and his uh, his wife Elizabeth Williams I'm allowing me that's Hosea Williams daughter they they run that uh, Hosea Williams civil rights civil yes. rights leader marched with Dr. King and sure John did. Lewis played and, played by Wendell Pierce in the movie in Selma. The film, Selma yeah, yeah um, he was on that Emmett Pettus bridge he got beat up but he's a great man and I love him so you, if you want to um, you know feel free to go over there just like the page you know and if you <laughs> and, and if you got five dollars on you. Throw them five dollars. Throw them five. Lay yeah. off that Starbucks coffee one day. Just for one day, yeah. And one more time, what's the name of that? Uh, that's Hosea Williams, Feed the Hungry. Hosea Williams, Feed the nice. Hungry. Yes. Brother Omar, great having you, man. Always Thanks a for blessing. being a part of the yes. Ozone. Awesome. Yes. I wonder if he'd be as hyped up if uh, the Dirty Birds had lost. <laughs> I wonder yeah, if he man. would eat the cake. Exactly. <laughs> I think he would have might have been down. Um, but man, another great guest on the Ozone. It was. He's a really and he's making it happen. Positive right now. dude. He's making moves. He can't be in a better pedigree, man. And Steven Spielberg, Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> David Duvernay. Wow. This this is heavy hitting. Really happy to stop by. Um, want to cover a quick quick segment. Uh, we think we got next victim who's waiting in the wings who wants to talk about his prediction of Clemson over Alabama. Hello. Next victim live on the Ozone. I, should I just call you Champ? 
Congrats. I mean, yeah, this is this is a big prediction that you came through. We don't got a lot of time, but we just wanted to hear how you came up with such a drastic prediction for the upset of Clemson versus Alabama, and how did it play out? Did it play out the way that you expected it to play out? Absolutely. It absolutely did. Just looking at Deshaun Jackson's record overall for the past two years. Deshaun Watson. Man, the kid is 32. and Desha- I'm sorry, Deshaun <laughs> I Watson. I just did the same thing. I just did, I just did the exact Man. same thing. Anyway, sorry. 32-1. and one. 32 and 1. It's a lot of years. wins. That's a lot of wins for anyone. In any sport. But in college football, in the SEC. That's insane. So for, him to get that, for him to be back in that championship game, there's no doubt I had to roll with Clemson and Mr. Dabo, Coach Sweeney, Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year. And he gave up the praises to GOD on top of that. It was a that was a time beautiful after scene. Time after time, every time he interview he was interviewed on on the stage, he gave it up to the big man upstairs. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was really impressive. I mean, that last that game. Tell me this: Do you take that game? That game was instant vintage. Do you take that game, or do you take the SC, uh, the, the SC Texas game? <laughs> I mean, those those. I think to me, those are the two best college football games that I've ever watched personally. Yes, on both sides of the field. Yeah, offense and defense, both teams are many players in the NFL right now. It's real. Or, it's real. Uh, once before, but I would have to, I would have to go with I would have to go with this Alabama Clemson because everyone believed that Alabama was unbeatable. Yeah, like the, almost like the UConn, the women's UConn team. Yeah, that women's Tennessee team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I, I have to go with this one. There was an air of invincibility to Alabama. And, you know, maybe the distractions with Lane Kiffin, maybe just filling themselves, Nick Saban. Um, uh, I felt like the players came out to play. I felt like the game was even more impressive and dramatic. The win was even better because they had to come back. And I, I just right. – I was amazed. Man, that kid out there – what's that receiver's name on Clemson? That kid is going to be a star, man. Ooh, Williams. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. It seems like about every 15 years, every 10 to 15 years, there's a receiver named Mike Williams that's totally unstoppable in college football. That's 6'3". That's 6'3", 215, with a 55-inch vertical. I mean, Deshaun Watson was just throwing the ball up. That kid was going to get it. Yes. Every play. Every play. Did he get hurt? He got hurt and came back. He got his bell rung and came back. And now he's to the league. No, as he should be. be great. He, you know, because the, the championship, just like college hoops, is like, you know, that whole scenario is like the, the combine. It's like you get out there, you show, if you, you, you ball out, hey, okay, I'm declaring for the draft. There it is. What, what else do you have to do? Your whole purpose of going to college is to get a career. So what else really is there to do? You go, you show out, you get your, you, you, you win the big game. You're going to Disneyland, and in this situation, Disneyland is the NFL. What else right. do you need to do? What else do you need to prove? And I, one thing that I noticed is that everybody on Clemson was wearing the RoboCop knee brace. I felt like I had a chance to play. I've seen that. What, I've seen that. What do you think about that? A lot of torn ACLs in that on that uh, organization, and both teams, to be honest. But that's football, period, though, right? Yeah, that's the that's, that's if he's signing up for football, that's almost a guarantee within a 20-year career you're going to have a torn ACL. Yeah, like, like shit. Like skin. Oh, they got shit. And, and five concussions. I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, you see that. You see Can I just have four? <laughs> no, can't have four. You've got to have at least five. 
And you know, you see, you see Bo Jackson saying now, Bo Jackson saying that if he knew what it, the, the risks were, he never would have played. And you can't catch. He said you will never catch his kids playing. I know. That's a great comment. But don't smoke marijuana. That's a great comment. But don't smoke the 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 devil's weed. And even though it's been known to help heal up people's brains, I'm not even a smoker. But Me either. these guys need the opportunity Me to to get whatever natural healing that they can get uh, to to heal up the damage of the game. I mean, the game is. But it's brutal. not even. It's not even. It's not even a healing ailment, though. It's not you know a healing drug. It's just a something to cope with to cope with the pain. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and that doesn't tear up your kidneys and your organs like all of the pharmaceutical drugs do. Yeah, the synthetics that they want to feed. Yeah. Well, next victim, we just wanted you to call and uh, and 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 allow you your shine to gloat because you called it. You called this one. This is I would say, and this is this is your biggest call uh, all, all, to date on the ozone. A lot of people might have got paid messing around with you this last week. Absolutely, because they tore up Vegas. If you heard. They tore up Vegas. They beat all the eyes out in Vegas, Clemson did. Yeah, so, and that was a lot of money to make. I think they were like plus 180 or 250, some stupid number. Wow. Yeah. should have put something on it. should have put something <laughs> on, on it. it. And you say, well, what is it? But you know what we did? We put it on the ozone, and that's worth a meal ticket right there. That's there it there is. Next victim. Always Drop nice having you Next on. Victim, what a class Drop act. Next victim, out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tipper. Good to hear from you, man. We'll, keep, we'll check in with you soon to talk hoops. All right, fellas. Have a good one. You too. Late. A lot of contributions today. Great episode of the ozone. I'm feeling this one. Right. I'm really feeling You know what else I'm feeling? What? A brand new invention called Not Away. You need to Google search this. It is uh, it's that thing you saw me dealing with the other day. Do you like to roll out your muscles, folks? Anybody use foam rollers out there? Anybody use that uh, tiger tail? This is a combination of the two. It's like a foam roller meets a tiger tail with a gel ball that you can put in your freezer or your microwave so that while you foam roll, you can also ice or heat your muscles. It's pretty incredible. It's called Knotaway. K-N-O-T-O-W-A-Y. Knotaway. It's a wonderful invention. Go check it out. Whew, so much to cover. So, yeah, so much, much to cover. You know what I like to cover is my first time at a hockey game. Oh, let's talk some puck. Yeah, let's talk some puck because Dustin Brown had us out, and it was very, very enjoyable. It was a very, very – I can't even explain the intensity of a hockey game. Oh, man. You felt like uh, you felt like you're in the Olympics, like yeah. immediately. As soon as you walk in the rink, you very see uh, we went down to the stables. We were the guests of the Brown family. Captain Dustin Brown went out there, and – just just to put the cherry on top of the cake, they needed a comeback in the third period. And who scores the comeback game-tying goal? Dustin Brown, number 23. Clutched up, two-time world champion of the L.A. Kings. Clutched up, even though his wife seemed to think that he could have worked on a couple uh, <laughs> a couple parts of his game after the game. But that's, that's being married for you, folks. What can you do? But uh, it was a great experience. I want to paint the picture. We got there. A lot of love. I feel like hockey fans maybe are more intense than anybody except for the most intense dedicated sport fans like they're intense your standard hockey game is intense like a, a cub playoff game or like a raiders game or so it's like that every every game oh man it's not like the kings and the winnipeg jets is the biggest game of the year or something like that you know uh this was this was uh, a standard game, you know, uh, the Kings needed the points. They needed to win. They ended up winning in overtime. And one thing that I thought was fantastic, I wasn't even aware. It's been so long since I've been. I, I, I was not hesitant to tell them that the last time I frequented the Staples Center on behalf of the L.A. Kings 
were the last two times they hung up banners in 2012 and 2014. They uh, ring so them they up. Very happy to see you. And they got that dub. I mean, I'm just saying. What do you want from me? And so these guys, uh, one thing the NHL did that I thought was awesome is they changed the overtime rules. So now it's a three-on-three sudden death instead of a, a shootout. Which was crazy. I'm blown away by that. I Man, imagine if they could do that in the, in the uh, NBA. Just imagine how awesome that would be. I, I was really impressed. And, you know, we got a lot of flack because we never talk uh, puck on the Ozone. But we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to pick it up. We're going to pick it up, especially because the 2017 NHL All-Star Game is here at the Staples Center. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, exact, uh, very, very uh, excited about that. Now, I think I may even take my time and head down to Staples, show my support. I need to give me a Kings jersey, really. Right. I'd just take a Kings hat. Take a Kings hat? Jersey's I mean, it's hot, though. LA also. It's a Raider Nation. Yeah. It's very Raider-esque. And I'm not mad at them, but that kind of leads me to my next point. What about the San Diego Chargers deciding that they're making a move to L.A. trying to bite the Dodgers logo of all people? And then when they fixed it after catching much flack, really they didn't do much except for bite the Lakers colors. Unbelievable, right? What are you thinking about? You had all this time to think about a logo and that's the best you can come up with? I think it just shows you that it was a last-minute decision. I don't think they took all that time that they had. I think they just put the whole thing together just last minute. And I think I think they got torched for it, to be honest. It, it's not it's the la- welcome that you want. Right. Everybody clowned them all over sports nations. Yeah, all over the, the country, they were they, they were clowning the bolts. Now, I think that they're making the right move by going to play at the StubHub Center, which only seats about 30,000 people because it'll give them time to build the audience. You got a much better chance of catching me at a Charger Raider game than you do at a Rams game because a Coliseum is a dump. And uh, and that's the VIP experience. It was still not the best I've ever, you know, not the best experience. But the StubHub Center is very nice for anybody who's ever been there. Um, it is really nice. Really it's, nice. It's, it's great to see the boxing there. Great place to watch a fight. Man, the fight game is on up there. Great place You're to watch. You're right a fight. on top of the, the the ring. Yeah, great place to watch a fight. Great place to watch tennis. And also, we'll see. I've seen rugby there, so I'm very interested to see how the soccer, uh, I mean, how the football plays because I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, wishing the best to the Chargers. It's amazing that we go from zero to hero, you know, uh, so fast in L.A., and we didn't get back to Raiders. <laughs> and Raiders talking about going to Vegas, which I think will jeopardize a lot of people's fandom, to be honest. The really? Las Vegas Raiders doesn't even sound right. Yeah, what are you doing? The Raiders, the, the Raiders, everything about the Raiders is California-esque. Right. You, you, I mean, the whole, this, the whole setup, everything is the, from being outlaws to rebels to trendsetters. Uh, you know, to helmet to helmet. That's all. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all, cla- Cali. That's classic Raider. That's classic Raider. But what a great game that 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 hockey match was. It was. Wow. It I really was, was. I was really blown away. You know, because I never thought that I would that kind of experience out yeah. there. You know, I've never been into anything like that. Yeah. And what about first thing he said when we walked in was, "Man, it's cold in here." Right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. We were literally on ice. You're on the ice, which is a trip. Uh, you know, I want to add a. I want to. I want to slide into the NBA here quickly. Um, they recently asked Steph Curry, Golden State Warrior star Steph Curry, what he thought about signing maybe the most team friendly deal in professional sports, and he responded with a real slick answer: yeah, of, "Hey, was, just don't count any other man's money. That's yeah. not. I ain't got nothing to do with y'all. And if I'm at the spot where I'm complaining about forty five million dollars, then I have a whole lot of other problems. And if you're complaining about it, then obviously you got a whole bunch of other problems." <laughs> It just makes me wonder, why can't the Warriors beat elite teams? We got a game that's about to start in a little bit, which is uh, very, very interesting, which is the Warriors and the Cavs. Who you got tonight? 
The Cavs. Although, you know, it's hard in, to – In Golden State. Yeah, I still got the Cavs. Yeah. With Kyle Korver, you know, he's starting to feel himself a little bit. He yeah. Got, he had a big game in. the other day. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see because I think as of right now, the Warriors are 0-5 or 0-6, maybe 1-6 against uh, elite teams. They're not impressive so far. It's going to be interesting to see if they can change, turn the beat around. Obviously, they're going to have to if they're going to get, you know, back to the to the finals. Obviously, the NBA, who's been known for suspect calls, wants them to get back to the finals. That's their super team elite, mm-hmm. and everybody wants the trilogy between them and the Cavs. I really don't see how anybody beats the Cavs if they don't get hurt, really. With Kyle Korver out there, just a sharpshooter, just being able to hit threes. He's had one of the highest uh, shooting percentage as far as from three-pointers the past couple of years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron and should get you open. He's going to get you So with Kyrie and Kevin Love. What about this curious case of Derrick Rose? That guy's a little off, I think. What is going on with I Derek don't know, Rose? but he said it was a personal issue, but he has a responsibility. You signed for a lot of money. You just can't leave. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you don't show up to a hoop game in the Sunday league and don't text anybody, I got a question. <laughs> I'm upset. Let alone for playing for big money. Big money. In the words of Ricky Henderson, big money. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about big time money. And he didn't even he didn't tell him he was leaving. He didn't tell him anything. He just didn't show up for the game. Just didn't show up for the game. And and you know the rumor mill starts swirling. They said it was because he heard about trade rumors and this that, and the other. He said that it was a family issue. B.J. Armstrong, his uh, his agent, ex sharpshooter for the Bulls, said, "Hey, simple text could have gone a long way. Simple text or a phone call could have gone a long way to mitigate this situation." But the organization in New York is in shambles. It, it is, it, and they knew what they were getting when you signed Derrick Rose. You know what you're getting, and also I think you know what you're getting when you go re-sign Melo, and and you know they maxed out Melo, and he stayed, and when he had the had the opportunity to go to a team where he could actually win, Melo seems very very satisfied staying at the house with staying at the house uh, and being in the cool part of the country with uh, uh, multiple interests. And also with just being an Olympic champion. And that's cool. I mean, if, if I had $120 million, who knows what I'd be satisfied with. But it doesn't. you're not a winner in that in that situation. Yeah, but behind closed doors, we don't know what they're telling them. They could be telling them, hey, we're going to build around you. We're going to do this. We're gonna I do don't want to hear that because he's, Remember, they did the same thing with King Griffey Jr. They did, except for he's the one that doesn't perform oftentimes. I, I watch Derek. I, I watch. I watch. Mel's numbers game. are still bananas. He just His numbers are nuts, but they, they're very often not primetime numbers. They're, they're numbers that are worth. Today, he put up 30 in the game earlier today, and he had a chance to win the game at the buzzer. Derrick Rose went off, by the way. He only put up 18, but he put up probably a good 14 of those in the fourth quarter, and he went and got fouled at the end of the game. I'm actually not mad at the no call. It was a lot of body, but no problem. Paul Mills had blocking shot. Do? It goes straight to Melo, who looks confused, does a turnaround fadeaway from four feet and misses it, and they lose the game. The organization that, you know, the New York Knicks – the New York fans deserve better organizations than the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks. This is what I'm saying. I don't know if they deserve better. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a great city, you know. It's such it a is day. a great and city. And it has such a committed fan base. This is where I think you lose. It's like the Mecca, right? Yeah. And this is, this is where you lose by having such committed fans, in my opinion. Because when you have such committed fans. They're going to come. They're going to come regardless. Because it's a thing to do. And we're not going to do that in Los Angeles. No, we'll buy the tickets and not go. We taught the Rams a lesson. I well, hope you guys have learned. Are you guys understand? <laughs> you guys understand. Put out now. a winning product, or I'm going to keep buying your tickets and your stadium will be empty. <laughs> and don't put out that bad logo anymore. <laughs> Whatever you do, San Diego, know this. Don't give me the Dodgers logo with a lightning bolt on it. Don't do it, because the Dodgers are world champions. They haven't been for about 30 years, but they're still world champions in our book. Yeah. Don't play games. Oh, man. Man, you see Vince Wolfork is talking about retiring. 
He's been in the game a long time. That's a big fella. What is it? Pop the Keeley. He's had a lot bag. of. I mean, yeah. he's done his thing, though. He's well, got he's a, what, how many rings? Uh, two, three? I think two or three. Some of them. He's a monster. Monster. You Maybe can't the be best nose ever. It really. I mean, you can't be mad at him. He stuffs the middle, dude. He stuffs the middle. He was the problem again. This <laughs> he was a problem Saturday. But you know what? It's just like watching Tom Brady get hit. You got a beautiful wife at home. You're living good. Why would you want to do this? Why do I want to come out and get pounded? It's like Floyd fighting. Why yeah. would he do why that? Why would he do that? It does, there's He's no, got there's every no logic. excuse in the book why he wouldn't fight instead of just saying, I'm comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to fight Except anymore. Except for talking about talking down to Dana White about <laughs> fighting Conor McGregor for $100 million just because he knows he could beat the crap out of Conor McGregor. Right. Uh, last thing we want to cover today, we got two pieces, two final pieces, but one thing we want to cover, we got a new caller. Um, uh, uh, I want to talk about these kids coming out. Uh, we talked about a, a local kid that played at USC. They just won the big game. Uh, Adoree Jackson, he was scouted for a long time by a local company uh, called College Level Athletes who saw his promise early. And, you know, he's a monster athlete. And he just took literally until the last day, which is today, to declare for the NFL draft. A lot of people think he needed another year. Uh, obviously, he felt like he needed to go. And we want to get the the CEO of uh, CLA and D1 Bound on the line to talk about him and other players going to the show. Hey, hey. Aaron Plunkett, CEO of D1 Bound and college-level athletes. How you doing today? You're live on the Ozone. Oh man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, man. I've you know been hearing a lot about the podcast and checking it out, and I appreciate you having us having us on, having D1 Bound on, and me as the representative, man. Thank you. No doubt about it. We've seen a lot of the guys that you scout end up in uh, scout locally here in Los Angeles, uh, end up in Division One schools, uh, and then also further than that, now we're seeing guys ending up in the NFL or declaring at least for the draft. The most notable, I would think, would be uh, this kid, Adoree Jackson, from Los Angeles. He's all-world. He was all-world in track and field. And, you know, I, I felt like he maybe could have used another year here in, uh, in at USC. But at the same time, isn't going to college about finding your career and then making your livelihood out of it? What do you think about that and about some of the other guys who declared? Man, I think in Adoree's case, you know, he showed that kind of elite athleticism from day one, you know, in high school, whether it was, you know, returning kicks on the Sarah football team, playing on the basketball team, running track. So I think it's been, it's a special case with him because everybody's kind of always looked at him like as that potential, you know, NFL star. Um, But as far as him declaring for the draft, I feel like he just, he couldn't pass up the opportunity. You know, he, was he ready as a corner 100%? Um, some might say he was, some might say no. Uh, I was reading up on uh, the news today about the draft, and Mel Kuyper has him ranked as the top 10, as the 10th ranked corner in the draft. You know, Todd McShay has him ranked as the sixth corner in the draft. But is he a corner? Is he a return specialist? Who knows? But he's a game changer, and I think that's what mainly influenced his decision to go to the NFL. He's a game changer, and he's, he's proven he could change the game on every level. And now, what do you think about, we were just talking uh, with another contributor about that Clemson and Alabama game and how many of those guys, Mike Williams, Deshaun Watson, who were like, look, man, I'm to the league. And now if you come out and you ball and you win the big game, really what else is there to stay in college for other than to get your degree, which you can do while you're, you know, in your professional career? 
correct. And those guys had killer games. You know, they came out and proved to the world on the biggest stage, you know, that they could do it, similar to how Adoree proved at the Rose Bowl, although he did get beat a few times, and that's why people are questioning his corner skills. But they proved that they could do it against the best. And you and I have had this conversation before, you know, off the air, you know, just in our everyday interactions where we talk about momentum, you know, and, mo- and I know you believe a lot in momentum. No doubt and about it. I think it. that with those guys, that's a huge factor in it too. These days you can have a Heisman game in the way that everything is polarized uh, nowadays with the internet, social media, all this, you can have one game that puts you into the spotlight. And for some of those guys, I think it's, that's the case. Wow. Not I- necessarily that, that they're one game guys, you know what I mean? But they did have that performance that just put them in that upper echelon. Wow, great! I, you know, and I, I just I find it really, really interesting. I think that um, you, when you perform, you're supposed to be compensated, and for some reason, when it comes to college sports, uh, primarily football, everybody seems to have a big problem with that. There was that big row years ago about that with the college basketball players or high school guys going straight to the NBA, and you know, a lot of these people I think really underestimate the sort of dire situation that people are in going into this where sports go from beyond just being a fun thing and a good way to be healthy and learn about camaraderie and discipline and responsibility and and teamwork to actually being a way to change your entire family and this is the this is this can't just can't be overstated in my opinion and i agree with you on that level um you know, you look at it like anything you do in life. If you're doing something day in and day out and it's your passion and it's your pride and joy and you finally get to a, a point in your life where you can make money off of that and, and make a living off of that and feed your family, that's a huge factor. And, you know, with Adoree Jackson, for example, he saw it uh, on his own team. He was the last underclassman from USC to commit to the draft. Uh, Damian Mama, O-Lyman committed. Juju Smith-Schuster, he declared for the draft. So I believe in some sense, too, you see your other friends or guys you grew up with. You know, the Dory grew up playing with the John Rosses of the world from UW. Those guys have all declared. They're going to the league. They're about to get paid. And there's something that has to be said about that as well, too. If, you, if your inner circle of guys you played with are about to sign contracts, it's got to have some sort of influence on you making your decision. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great point. Well, Aaron, thanks for jumping on the call with us. Where can the people find you and uh, find the other recruits that you have your eye on? Uh, you can find us easily. We're at Sports Recruits on Instagram and Twitter. Those are our main social media accounts. And you can also find D1 Bound Apparel on D1Bound.com. We say it's not a destination, it's a mentality. It's all about free education chasing. No matter if you go D1, D2, or D3, you know, as long as you're chasing a free education and you're reaching for the top, that's all we want to see. That means you're D1 bound. Thanks for having a, thanks for, thanks for having a strong opinion and being well-informed, Aaron. We'll catch you soon on the Ozone. Peace. All right, Big O. Talk to you, man. Peace. Another great contributor. A lot of great information going on on this episode of The Ozone. This has been a busy seven days. Sure has. Busy seven days. And we unfortunately, we have to cap off this busy seven days with a bit of sad news uh, from my childhood. Uh, an individual's passed away that I just absolutely stone cold loved as a child. And that is Jimmy Superfly Snooker. R.I.P. to the man, the myth, the legend. The man who gave me the courage to jump off the top rope of life. And body slam my obstacles. Jimmy Snuka, uh, a little bit of controversy going on surrounding his death. But, you know, we all end up in uh, in the dirt, folks. So you got to take advantage of your life day by day. 
he's very inspirational as a child. I really love watching Jimmy Snuka. He gets you pumped up. And uh, man, he took a punishment. He took a he took a beating. His body did. He sure did. That was a big guy coming up the top rope. Come on, man. He really wasn't big though. You look at he's only five ten. Oh, was he five ten? But just super jacked. I think he was five ten, two fifty five, or something mm. stupid like that. Vicious. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a great ozone, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, look forward to having you back next week. And of course, we have to close with a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. Just before we hit you with that funky stuff from George Clinton, and the quote is. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. Carpe diem, ladies and gentlemen. Ozone. Ozone. Here's a chance to dance our way Out of our constriction Call the beat freaking up and down The hang-up alleyway With a groove I only got We shall all be moving